Sanity Safe Space, the call-in show where you decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. (sighs) Joyful as always. Good to be back in the seat after a week off. Uh, for, oh, yeah, we were gone last week. For the, the hunting experience last week. And uh, before we were live, I asked you if you had seen Joe Biden's gaffe today. And you I said had you had not. And so I figured I would save the reveal in the discussion until we were, in fact, live so that everyone. Could. I've heard worst gaffe ever. I better not be disappointed because he had some doozies last okay. week. I I uh, I wouldn't say definitively, but I would say it has to be a part of the worst ever conversation. And I understand every week seemingly has a worst ever for Joe Biden. But OK, OK. Was it was it pedoey? No. Do you want a few guesses of the theme? It's I not pedo stuff. OK. OK. Uh, was it racial? No. Man, I don't okay. think you'll guess the theme. Gender was my last thing. No, no, not okay. really. A, right. a woman is, is involved. But you'll probably understand where I'm going as soon as I ask you. You recall the late Congresswoman uh, Walorski, Jackie Walorski. She's the one that got in the car accident. Indiana car crash last month. We talked about it on the show. Jackie Walorski was working on some sort of bipartisan bill on hunger or something like that. Joe Biden is at an event today talking about this bill. And he's recognizing everyone in the room who worked on the bill. Oh, there's Senator so-and-so. Oh, there's Congressman whatever. Hey, where's Jackie? Jackie was supposed to be here. Jackie, I know you're around here somewhere. Where's Jackie? I thought she was supposed to be here. Oh, okay. I guess she's not. Moving on. (laughs) No. Yes. You're kidding me. No. Are you messing with me? He was searching the room for Jackie who died more than a month ago. And, of course, Biden's White House issued a statement. And then as cringy as that gaffe was, because that's all of 10 to 15 seconds, Corrine Jean-Pierre trying to answer what the president meant. And they won't just say he's an old man who got unfortunately confused. Corrine Jean-Pierre is going with Jackie was at the top of his mind because of all of her contributions. And then the reporters are asking if she was at the top of his mind. How does he not remember that she's dead? Oh, my God. And this Car- is so bad. Karine Jean-Pierre's answer is, well, he was just thinking so much about her. In fact, he's going to meet her family two days from now. Right. How did he not realize she was dead? If he's going to meet her family two days from now. And what the hell is he going to say when he does go meet them? Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's classic forgetful old man stuff, not mentally present old man stuff. But just th- this is a unique gaffe in the way that... Uh, it was actively searching the room for a dead woman. That is so that's bad. One. So do you think I oversold it or do you think that's up no, there? No, that's with... terrible. Yeah, it's pretty bad. So uh, we'll see. We'll see if people want to talk about that. Or, of course, there's what appears to be the sabotage of the Nord Stream. Is it Nord Stream 1 or 2? Whatever pipeline that feeds natural gas from Russia to Europe 
in the Baltic Sea was apparently oh, sabotaged, or at least they can't yeah. rule out sabotage. So World War Three, here we come. Anyway, I know it's been two weeks now, but most of you remember uh, how to participate. But if you're new to the show and you're uh, looking for how to participate, there are instructions for how to do that in whatever video platform you may be viewing on. If you'd like to participate, but you're having trouble getting in live uh, or you would like to participate, but you can't do it live, you can send us uh, an email question as well. The way to do that is through the contact page of the website. That's mattchristiansandmedia.com slash contact. Look for the call-in show question form. We will address those uh, at the end of the stream as usual, and we'll check in with your super chats uh, every half hour as well. Anything else before we catch up with our callers? This is just elder abuse, dude. It's uh, this, this was a rough one. It definitely was. He does not know what's going on. Uh, clearly not. But he, it's it's weird old man brain. He knows who Jackie is, clearly. Yeah. He has recollection. But something about, is that something that happens with uh, people who, who understand a lot of these, I don't know. I don't know if Alzheimer's would be the proper term or whatever the, the condition of the brain as you age. That seems to be a common thing where you, uh, back in my day, I remember all that. You can remember distant memories clearly. Stuff. But, but you don't remember yesterday. Right? Yeah, yeah, hardly at all. Maybe this is an episode of something like that where the yeah, memory you're right, he surely knew she was dead at some point. Oh, he had to. Uh, this is within the last six weeks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But he he probably does have clear memories of her dating back years that are still in, in his mind. It's just the memory so of learning that she died. We could have six died. more years of this. <laughs> just wait till they fortify. They'll have to fortify <laughs> aggressively to maintain this. But. They got it. They got it done the first time. So why would I doubt them the second? Yeah. All right. Uh, Witwat is first up on the callers. Witwat, are you there? I usually uh, don't like to talk to blonde whenever I call. But, uh, <laughs> Thank no. you for your honesty. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. So, but uh, unfortunately, I'm gonna have to admit she was right mm. about the the titty thing, the big man titty thing. So, anyway, probably about. I don't know, a couple years ago, I remember her saying, you know, guys just kind of like read books and get in shape. And she's like, work out a lot, work out a lot. So I was like, okay. So in 2020, uh, I got like a good base going. You know, I got, I worked out pretty well. But uh, then like 2021, I broke my clavicle, so it couldn't work out very much. But, Can uh, I ask how that happened? Uh, yeah, I, I wrecked on my one wheel. And, oh, okay. Uh, I thought you, know you just worked is. out that hard. That you broke no. your clavicle. <laughs> no, I, I did something stupid going yeah. like 20 miles an hour and snapped it. Hmm. But uh, so I couldn't work out too much 2021. But uh, May this year, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go hard at it. So I've been going real hard working out. And uh, I don't know what has happened like the past month. But like in, in one week, I had like nothing for seven years. And then in one week, like two women were interested in me. There you like, go. Oh interesting okay it's testosterone yeah it it probably is it's it's no it's your physical appearance obviously but i'm sure that has uh secondary effects in terms of your own presentation confidence all of those things yeah yeah definitely confidence um i've been like one of my uh co-workers she gave me a good compliment and you could tell she was trying to make it seem like 
she was like kind of hesitant because she was like, I don't want this to be sexual harassment. But uh, she was like, yeah, you're looking good, you know, and, you know, you trim up your beard to your jawline and people really, really notice that. You know, what? That would like be against beard. Blonde's advice, though. Oh, no, you got to beard shaping is a whole thing. Oh, I thought you just let it go wild. I do like a wild beard, don't let it but go wild. No, no not every man can pull that off. No Even Ian beard. does a lot of beard maintenance. Hmm. I'm sure. I'm sure it's probably uh, a couple hours daily routine. Mm. But uh, yeah, and then the past couple weeks, there's this guy on YouTube. He's like 10 years younger than me, but and he speaks to more younger guys. But I'm kind of a, a late bloomer. But uh, his name is uh, Hamza, H-A-M-Z-A. Mm -hmm. I suggest uh, guys check him out. He gives a lot of good advice. He's not really political. Every once in a while, he'll kind of like hint at something. But socially, he's like, I guess you could say he's kind of red-pilled and everything like that. Gives a lot of good tips and everything. And he's uh, been helping helping me with my confidence as well. And yeah, yeah, just guys out there, work out, you know, keep at it, work hard, and you know, things will come to you. Well, that's so great that's what hear. I said. Is that what I was right about? So I was wondering what you uh, what you thought, Matt. It sounds like you have uh, lived out the exact advice that uh, I'm sure Blonde gave and um, that, you know, it sounds like you did it exactly right. Um, yeah. And, and I think it's um, from, from my perspective, it's 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 important to, to take care of yourself in that way. Uh, for health reasons, it's important to create that confidence and uh, to give yourself a better presentation. But for, for me, it just it helps me feel better, too. Yeah. It's like the endorphin rush almost anything that's got me down or bothered uh the endorse the endorphin rush of a good sweat is uh, a pretty good cure-all i i am a big fan of that just for like positive attitude reasons so yeah. health benefits to me uh can't be overstated and i'm glad to hear that it's worked out for you yeah, no I pun intended say, that was a crappy that was stupid i'm uh, glad to hear that, <laughs> that was, i didn't I even intend it. to do that it just came out that way i'm sorry but i gotta say like Whenever you start first working out and you're kind of skinny, it is hard yeah. to keep at it. But once you start seeing results and it's like, oh, man, like after you get a pump and you see what you look like, then it starts to get addicting. It's like, oh, man, just don't be one of those out. guys who's like uh, taking pictures of himself at the gym. Those those dudes, you know, like, oh, no, I work out in my basement. That's all right. Good. Well, that's even better because then you're not yeah. doing you're not doing the like walk around, uh, you know, puffing your own chest routine kind of, you know, it's like it's not a contest for you. You're just doing it for yourself, yeah, which I admire. No, gym makes no, you work I'm out not harder. doing it for myself. That's no. What, what do you mean? Who are you doing it for? Well, ladies, man. Well, ladies, the, but that's the that, that's really for yourself, though. That's to find yourself a wife. That's true. Nah, I disagree. All right. Fair enough. As as long as you're not trying to take pictures of your back in the gym mirror, you're you're cool by me. Uh, yeah, no, I don't, I don't go to the gym. All right. All right. Fair enough. Uh, all right. Anything else you wanted to say? Uh, biggest dickus is gay. Who's that? Somebody in the server? Oh, no, this biggest is dickus, yeah. biggest dickus from Life of Brian. Yeah. Oh, no, no. The, what you're use you're uh one of your viewers who uh, oh. now you've lost me isn't biggest dickus of life of brian person it is wait till biggest dickus hears of this yes yeah wait until he hears of it yeah exactly <laughs> See ya. all right well wait let, before i let you go are you going to give either of these uh women a chance uh one i went out with twice then the third date was like impossible 
Why? Um, turns out she's a single mother. Nope, no, no. Oof. She was really hot though. Come on. Yeah. What are you? What are you gonna do? You ready to raise her kid? And then uh, the I other guess it, one, it depends. Uh, it, I, I shouldn't. Uh, I shouldn't overreact. What were the circumstances of the single motherhood? Was he killed in a war? Because then it's acceptable. That is not single motherhood. Then, then she's a widow. Totally. All right. Different. All right. F- fair. But if you're going out with her, she's single. Mm. <laughs> right. Okay. What about the other one? What about the other? Uh, I I have to see. It's someone uh, from my church. And I have to. I I don't even really know what she looks like. I saw one picture of her. And she's like bent over by a donkey. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> she's what? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. All right. So I'll give her a chance. She looks kind of like. Well, what will the donkey think of this? I don't know. At least uh, she had a nice ass, though, I guess. Right. (laughs) She had two nice asses, it sounds like. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Can't help yourself, can you? Uh, I'm on a roll. Yeah. Too too bad uh, Lon wasn't here. She would have liked that, I think. (laughs) All right. I don't even. You lost me on like half the stuff, but all right. <laughs> this is starting to make me think legit. He can't hear me, but I think he's just nagging me. I, I can't. I, yeah, I think it's. I think it's a trolling bit. You can hear blonde, what? right? Huh? What? Is I'm she okay. on? <laughs> Wait, what? All right. Oh, I'm, I have. I'm sorry. I have a condition where I. It's hard for me to hear certain frequencies. Ah. Sometimes. <laughs> you know, my wife accuses me of that same condition. Every man has it. Yeah, yeah I think it's true. It's called, Sexism, right? Yep. <laughs> Shut up! All right, silly woman. Know. All right. Well, uh, all the best. I'm glad to hear things are uh, are improving. So keep at it, man. Yeah. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Have a good night. To be fair, that does happen a lot. Uh, Has everyone been lying to me? Sorry. What? Do you remember that year? Uh, do you remember that year that like every third call, my audio would get dropped from the Discord? Well, that that's almost every year. No, it yeah. hasn't happened in, in a while. It's been Discord a while. is a mysterious piece of software. Knock on wood. We don't want that to happen again. Uh, let's try Nomad. Nomad, are you there? Yes, sir. What's on your mind? Hi. Hey, Blonde. Um, well, I just um, found out this Saturday that uh, my son's mom is not going to fight me for uh, custody. She's All just right. leaving her and uh, going to take summers. Uh, did we talk about this previously? You'll have to remind me. Yeah, what's her I, deal? Yeah, oh, Blonde, I had emailed you. Because my ex made all these plans to move out of state and take our kid Ooh. when we have joint custody. And oh, no, she's she like can't a, do that. She's a total shit lib. Um, oh, no. Do you have a son or a daughter? I guess... Son, he's, he's 13. I've never oh, heard of no. what... So when this happens... Uh, I guess I've never thought of this. When you have joint custody and one person wants to leave the state for whatever reason, maybe they got a job or something like that. Do you sacrifice custody by virtue of that move or how does it usually work? Um, that's how it works now. It okay. did not work that way before 2014. Hmm. Before 2014, it was basically whatever the mom wants is what happens. Hmm. Um, but uh, I, I'll tell you what got me uh, joint custody in the first place was uh, Karen Strawn's videos. She mentioned so many sources about the value of dads in a kid's life. And I used those sources in my court pleadings. Wow. Oh, wow. Did you, uh, did you let Karen know about that? 
I don't know. I think I sent them a message once and uh, thanked her for saving my sanity. Because wow. I was going through some stuff back in the, you know, in the craziness. But I, I wanted to tell you that one of the big things I see that encourages the encourages these women to break up families so much is how the whole system is biased towards breaking up families and leaving the women in charge. That's why women file 80% of divorces. Is that true? I guess I could believe it. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. one, this is one of the ways that they are destroying our society is by uh, cutting out fathers and replacing fathers with the state. Some might call it intentional. I, you know what? Um, you look at uh, black neighborhoods, which had uh, less than a uh, 20% single parent households before the so-called war on poverty. Yeah. And now it's something like 70%. The, the jogger the jogger epidemic was caused by the war on poverty in my opinion uh it's hard to deny uh, a plausible linkage there are you uh so so what's the what's the status here you you have full custody of your child or how what's the arrangement going forward um she's agreed to uh leave him here but she's gonna get uh joint decision making and uh she's gonna have him like for holidays and summers Hmm. Okay. That's so, not so bad. She can do a lot of damage over the summer, though. Yeah, and I'll probably I'm going for the first couple of weeks of summer and the last couple of weeks of summer because, you know, my kid's a teenager now, uh, and let me tell you, he's a good kid, um, but he's busy, and he's going to be during the school year. It's going to be all schoolwork, homework, extracurricular activities. No time to, for doing stuff together. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. Well, but the, I, I guess it's good if he's involved and busy and doing a lot of things. Um, there are worse problems than that. That's yeah. for sure. Especially if you are able to guide him through all of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've been going through this since he was 10 months old. Yeah. Um, yeah 10 months old? You get, you get, yeah. Yeah. Oh, good God. Yeah. She start, <sighs> I, I can't even say how exhausting it's been. Well, uh, can I ask you why you married this woman? Was she really hot or something? Was this some kind of pussy trap? Um, she definitely presented herself as a charming individual. Um, but I didn't find out till after we were together for about five years that she had narcissistic personality disorder. Hmm. Hmm. No, you say you didn't find out like it was a new diagnosis or she had hidden something from you. Um, it was both. Uh, um, she found out while we were together and had hidden it for a while. Um, narcissists can be super charming hmm. and uh, very controlling, and uh, she's very intelligent. Um, she's not, she's just, it's hard to say, say that she's very intelligent at the same time acknowledging that she is, to use Blonde's word, a shit lib. But, that sucks, man. Well, I, I'm glad but, to hear yeah, you've got. You I'm, I'm glad to hear you've got some resolution here. I, to to be in this kind of fight since the the child is ten months old. I mean, I, I can't. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't imagine fighting with my wife for my son at uh, approximately the same age right now. You know, it's like that would be that would be a complete nightmare. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sorry to hear that you've gone through all it that, was, but at least. Uh, 
At least it you've got some resolution now. My parents died. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm yeah, sure it's so got to be excruciating. Yeah, guys, uh, excruciating. Yeah, and you guys, you, hey, you've done the right thing. You're married to a, a woman who shares your values, and you're, uh, you guys are uh, in a lot better situation than I was. When you say uh, uh, when you say that, does, does that uh, do you mean that you guys didn't share values when you got married, or did that develop? Did it change over uh, time? She was an atheist, and hmm. that was a big mistake on my part. I hmm. will never t- go near another atheist. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Sometimes you can get them to move the needle a little bit, though. All right. Yeah. It, did you have any uh, other final no. thoughts before we let you go? No, I just wanted to, well, basically sum up to say, you know, it's, it's really important to look at um, the laws regarding family law because a lot of them are, are biased, and uh, that violates the 14th Amendment. And it's good to get active with uh, fathers' rights and hmm. with fathers' rights groups because these laws that enable this kind of behavior are really one of the big problems in this country. It, it leads to so many other big problems. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you for uh, for letting us know about it, and congratulations on your perseverance. And I hope that uh, I hope you get some some long term peace here. Yep. Oh yeah. Th- thanks a lot for listening, guys. Sure. Of course. Have a great night. Have a great night. A lot of these themes are very similar to what we were discussing with um, falling down the movie where it's oh, like, yeah. you know, you ha- if you have to err on one side of fathers being potentially bad, quote unquote, as Michael Douglas's character was in the movie, borderline abusive versus the pitfalls of uh, favoring women in court and empowering the state to replace the father, man, the negative effects of of erasing even quote unquote bad fathers with the state um, yeah, and with yeah. disproportionate favoritism toward women is uh, I, I, I think it's much worse in the grand scale at least. And this narrative of the abusive male, I think is also probably bullshit for every one man that's like beating his sweet wife for no reason. There are 10 men that have just been pushed too far by female <laughs> bullshit they, and they, and they've been prevented from the Sean Connery solution. The natural order of things. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've only seen my husband really mad like a handful of times. And like every time I was doing something like really annoying, like really, <laughs> really. Annoying. You were being a real mouthy bitch, as you might say. Just so annoying <laughs> yeah. and mouthy. So yeah. I kind of understand, you know. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, my phone is on silent, luckily, but my alma mater is blowing it up, soliciting donations. Hey, I might have considered it if you didn't uh, send me bullshit about George Floyd. Uh, that's when I wrote them off. I don't donate anymore after that. And then you weren't on that list of um, bloggers <laughs> that came out of the school, too. Yeah, never forget. Uh, you, you, there's no way you're not the most successful vlogger that has ever come yeah, out of a podcaster Clark. was the ter- was the term they used. Come on. Does uh, anybody have a bigger podcast that came out of Lewis yeah, and Clark? I should. Uh, I know I've told the story, but just in case people don't remember, uh, my alma mater, Lewis and Clark College in Portland, Oregon, put out a they do a monthly magazine. And within the last year, they put out a magazine that spotlighted alumni podcasts. And it was like you know trannies in the trannies in baseball podcast <laughs> things like that that four n- subscribers nobody listens to and i'm not here to say oh look at me i uh, i'm the champion but out of that small liberal arts college in portland oregon i am the podcasting champion okay hey, are you know i added up all the listens that we have 
hmm. between like all of the we're at we have tens of millions probably tens of millions yeah. I, I know I think even, we might i did this a long time ago so I, we might be at like 30 million at this point uh it, it certainly could be it's yeah. it, it definitely could be hey that's not nothing that's significant i mean i know that's stretched over six years time at this point although i do i did just look at casey nested's channel and i'm like we should <laughs> hey, just quit <laughs> we can't compare ourselves to the foot face okay i i don't know how he does it but well he does. part of it is that like we've we're in a a work relationship seven year itch right now hmm. but also youtube has taken the biggest shit who on youtube do you still get excited to see their video like like nobody i don't even watch youtube as a youtuber uh there's a there, i i stay uh pretty current with the small group of people that I like to listen to and watch. But the problem is like the, the heyday of YouTube is clearly over it's as over. we've talked about many times, yeah. you know, but uh, anyway, it's I don't like we're need still to hanging out at the high school bar and everybody's old. <laughs> we are in an awkward, the whole kind of alter quote unquote alternative media space is at an awkward uh, transition for lack of a better word right now, where there are some competitors like rumble that are really making moves, some promising things developing, but they're not quite there yet. And YouTube is clearly on the decline. So it's just trying to Although manage. YouTube has reached an apex for like food content. Like I still get uh, excited for Chef John videos. Uh, uh, anyway, I, I didn't mean to derail us with discussion of my. No, it was me. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, yeah, my alma mater owes this podcast recognition. And until they recognize it, they can fuck off with their <laughs> donation solicitations. Let's try Zola. Zola, are you there? Zola. Hello. What's on your mind? Uh, I think this is a show first, but, hmm. um, you know, being gay is a choice. Hmm. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I, I have a personal experience along these lines. Okay. And I just have to say, um, you know, it, it really is right. Um, you have, you have agency, you have the ability to, uh, you know, control what you do uh, with your sexuality. Okay, I can get on board with this. I think a lot of it's environmental, too. Yeah, I think it's um, clearly the sexual act itself is behavioral and that it can be controlled, I guess, um, depends on how we define it. I wonder if people have some kind of predisposition toward the attraction itself. If not, I think the it has to do with endocrine disruption. And then I yeah. think that a lot of kids are molested. And there, I think that there's some genetic component. There is a there's certainly a big part of that. That's one of the hate statistics that you can't study, along with lesbians beating each other. You can't study the uh, relationship between childhood sexual abuse and homosexuality in adulthood. Um, yes. And I think single motherhood factors into this strangely. We've talked about that actress, Chloe Moritz, right? I can't remember. She is like pretty dykey. And then two of her brothers, three, three siblings. She has two gay brothers and then she's pretty dykey. And they were raised by a single mom. I guess like, the, that cannot be a fucking accident. Well, I guess some people would say that's because that genetic line has a, it has the gay gene and they all got it. I don't know, man. I don't know. And then I've also heard from some reputable sources that conversion therapy is very effective. Uh, what kind of mm. amps or voltage I mean, do you need? Why so against it. I don't think that they do that anymore. Yeah. I don't know what they do for modern conversion therapy. They send them to Kevin Bacon's camp. Didn't you yeah, see that really. movie? Uh, no, I'm never going to see that. Mm. Um, 
they slash them. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I do have a lot of sympathy, especially for gay men, because that, that sucks. And gay men have this, um, you know, they have the sex drive of a standard man, which is a big monkey on your back your whole life. And then you don't have women telling you to like stop trying to stick it in them. You just have other dudes like, oh, put it in my butt, like constantly. <laughs> and so it's like, what do you do? It's like free access to buttholes 24 seven and you have the sex drive of a man uh, a it would man be way harder a man needs limitation on his buttholes to live a prosperous life totally yeah anyway so, so i hear what you're saying but you know i and my heart well, does go out to to gay men when you say you have personal experience obviously i don't want to i don't want to uh dig more than you're comfortable with but what what prompts you to say this and what is the experience that you're you're referencing oh totally it's uh it's really been like kind of a you know a, a rock in my shoe for my whole life. Hmm. Um, just having, I, I, I don't consider myself gay. I, uh, I see it more as like, it's, it's having same sex attraction. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's a problem, right? People, people, you know, shape their whole life, their whole de- identity around some interests that they have, you know, w- w- whatever it's coming from. But the the point is like, it really is a choice, right? Like I, 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 coming from, I guess, you know, if you haven't experienced it, it's, it's basically just liking a certain flavor of ice cream, right? Do you, right. do you have a choice of like what your favorite, you know, what, what your tastes are? I, I, I don't really think so. You obviously have a choice of like, okay, well, what are my life values, right? Like, do I really believe in God, you know, and, and do I really believe like he, he told us not uh, to do this specifically? It's like, yeah, yeah, that's an active choice to, uh, you know, follow the commandments and, and such. Right. But it's, a, uh, I I think it, 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 it goes along the line of, um, you know, the adversary, the, the devil wants us to, uh, you know, give in to our lusts, right. It's basically, just a lust for the, the same same sex. So, yeah. do you mean that uh, that you previously were gay and no longer consider yourself gay, or how do you how do you define? So, all I guess this? to clarify, like I don't know. I've never I from from my knowledge, I've never been molested. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up in a very stable religious household. How religious? Like super you know go to church every sunday read read the bible it sounds pretty standard i mean and it's like well okay uh i have cousins i have a cousin who's gay but i don't know but uh, like like the point is you know i am i attracted to a lot of women no but i definitely want to have like a family mm-hmm. you know have kids i i, I don't want like this legacy, all this, all this work, you know, we had, a, we, there was another viewer on who said that, uh, you know, Western society, we do have privilege, right? Cause we've, there's been a lot put into, you know, the West, the, uh, you know, the American lifestyle, a, a lot has gone into it and it's, we have this privilege, we have this responsibility to, uh, you know, keep it going. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the same thing with our, our genetic family lines. Okay, so yeah, so that's what? True. What are you gonna it, do about marriage? Uh, find some really like uh masculine-minded woman, I guess. I don't know. I mean, have you had sex with a man? No. Ah, uh, chicks will probably get over this then. 
that yeah. Uh, okay yeah it's just a face <laughs> well that presents its own dilemma too i know we've talked about it where if you have these inclinations but you have decided you want to live a heterosexual life uh, what obligations if any do you have for disclosure to that particular partner right do you think that you would oh, you I, would I, tell her right away or how would you handle this yeah i, I mean i've i've been in a, a relationship before and it was kind mm-hmm. of a struggle of like what's going to happen but i was basically like you know upfront and honest right because if if you really love somebody be honest with them yeah tell them them the truth and if uh you know if it's a problem like you know then then move on but totally uh not what i was expecting and you know got a sympathy and an acceptance and uh it it you know it was good it wasn't a you don't watch porn either What, what was that you don't watch porn either. I think that's the the real key to like staying on the straight and narrow for a, for a man that is has gay inclinations is to not perpetuate it by watching gay pornography. I mean, I can't claim a perfect record, but that's part of it. Yeah, you know, yeah, you have to avoid pornography. So what- you're watching gay porn, is what you're saying. Well, yeah, I try and, you know, it's a work in progress, Bond. It's a work in I progress. I hear you. No, no, no. No, my heart goes out to you. The, like, fighting sexual sin is perhaps the greatest human struggle. The, it's the, It might be the most difficult sin for people. And, like, you're doing the best that you can, and you're trying to be in communion with God and everything. So, you know, I my, my heart goes out to you. This, is, this must be really difficult. But my point is, like... I hate this narrative of how, you know, you are it, like if you fight this fight, you're some sort of like I, I don't know. You're you're rejecting yourself in some way. You're you're, you're being disingenuous. Hmm. Yeah. It's it's just another lie to like you know keep people keep crabs in the bucket. I would say the whole gay community just a bunch of. Uh, Gave crabs in a bucket. <laughs> All right. Well, I uh, I certainly appreciate your your willingness to talk about this because you know this is obviously it's uh, it's not easy to to bring up and, and talk about all these these personal things in this way. And this is um, I don't think we've ever had a call like this either. This is something that I think both Blonde and I wonder about as far I as I get emails about this all the time though. Hmm. So I I really appreciate your the, the sharing of your truth and your experience. No, I don't, I don't mean to, yeah. I don't mean to belittle. I'm, I, I'm, I'm serious that it, it's not easy to call up an internet show and talk about that. So thank you for that. Cause I don't often hear this perspective. I just want to say like, it can be done. It's a, uh, it's not disingenuous. I, I think it's, it's a test. It's, it's a testament of, you know, my faithfulness to God, right? Hmm. He'll, he'll, uh, he'll, he'll make a way for me. Yeah. Yeah, you're doing the he'll, right thing. He'll make a way for everybody who wants to follow his commandments, right? Well, uh, wise words. Thank you for uh, calling in, and thanks for everything you've said, and uh, appreciate it very much. All right, one more question for Blonde. Sure. Uh, who who wins in a race war between blacks and Hispanics? Ooh. <laughs> <Huh>? <sighs> probably, probably blacks, right? We're suing equal size armies. 
if you if you take America and just whites sit on the sideline, who who would win? Are you talking about like? Okay, so there are an equal number of blacks. I, I don't know because because Mexicans have that cartel energy, man. <sighs> just go to L.A. and find out. It's pretty much happening already. Like blacks will kill well, you in a I drive-by mean, shooting. Mexicans will gut you and then choke you out on your intestines. <laughs> yeah, they they do kind of make ISIS look like uh, the little league that Obama was calling them, right? Yeah, man, I'm I'm changing my answer. I gotta go. I gotta go Mexican on this one. I think All Mexicans right. win. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, you're predicting the future. <laughs> Thanks for calling. Au revoir. Love you guys. Thanks, man. We love you too. Uh, hey, you know, say what you will about the call-in show, and certainly we say what we will about the call-in show. Jokingly, uh, of course. There aren't a lot of shows where you're going to get um, discussion of gay conversion. <laughs> transitioned immediately into race war hypotheticals you will yeah, not uh, that's true you will not get that very commonly elsewhere <laughs> we are due for a break you know okay. i uh i now i understand why i'm not in the lewis and clark college podcasting magazine <laughs> i don't know how they would write that up this show's great what are people talking about hey there is the uh the faction of people out there who are wednesday show call-in show loyalists there is a there's a group I know. I just had a new friend move from Russia from like, she doesn't know anything about my podcast. She's like, I hear you have YouTube channels. Should I watch? Like, don't watch. <laughs> like, don't, don't watch well, this She's show. Russian. She's probably, she's probably based, right? I don't know. I don't like it when my friends watch. Uh, there is a, there's a certain truth to that. Yeah. Even like when I collide, you know, I don't, I don't like it. It's like, uh, I, sh- I probably shouldn't even say, cause maybe he's listening now. I, I don't know. I've had, um, well, listen, let me just say, I've had people I interact with in all sorts of like people I hire to do work or people I, you know, just interact with in my everyday life. And then they find out, oh, I checked out your show. And I'm like, <laughs> Dude, please don't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just Although want a professional relationship with you. I don't. Yeah. 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 I am proud of it, though. Uh, no. Know. And actually, the vast majority of people who come to find the channel or the show through interacting with me through everyday context. Like I hire you to work on my car or something like that. Right. Um, pretty, they've all been cool. I've never had anybody come into contact with me that way and then get weird about it. So I have some people I that, like, I watch your show and I'm, while I don't agree with everything <laughs> you say, I agree with your, your, you know, with like your, that we, you should be able to say whatever you want. Like uh, a lot of people say that I'm like, mealy mouth horse shit well hey i'll take that these days because that even that is uncommon although well, I, those people from high school that saw the netflix special too oh yeah <laughs> god you even got the netflix hit piece implied hit piece that was <sighs> the weirdest experience of my life i'm not even exaggerating uh, i remember as soon as you messaged me about it i was like i gotta go see this and i turned on the net i, I fired up netflix yeah there it is wow well, it's so surreal. Like this job kind of just exists on my computer. Yeah. And then when it when it was on my TV, I was like, this is fucking crazy. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. I can only All imagine right. what such an experience is like. Over on uh, Tippy Stream, Captain Norway says Matt and I once made love. He went in deep down the dark abyss, but then he put forth charges complaining about my gas. He ended up bursting my pipe and making a mess of it all. Germany Ew. will be cold this winter. All right. Uh, thank you, Captain Norman. Many of those people probably have AIDS. 
I think that's I think we're good for now. Let me refresh. Mr. Let's just get a couple on YouTube here. Yeah, we're set. Uh, what is happening in Italy and other places isn't enough. It's not a it's not a win to simply exist. Okay, so this Italian prime minister, I like what she's saying, but she's still the woman in politics. Like I've not listened to, to too much this? of her, but she's really pro family and talking about gender identity, you know, being integral to a, a nation's cultural ident- identity and things like that. So like I I'm on board with everything she says, but I'm still like Yeah, but you're a woman. <laughs> Well, allow her to prove you wrong. Should I, though? I mean, I no, no women in politics. Like, what? It's not your country. Yeah, and that previous guy was based. What did they kick him out for? Some bullshit. Who was it prior? What was his name? Sylvia? Silvio? Help me out. Oh, Ber- was it Berlusconi? No. Well, who am I thinking of? <laughs> Trust me. We know things. Here we I am. If, if you want entertainment, show. ask me to name as many Italian... Presidents, prime ministers, prime ministers. What, whoever um, they have. Ask me to name as many as I can. I'll get uh, not even one. Daniel Yeager. Not sure if this is another CrossFit fad, but I came across F3 Fitness. Thought it looked interesting for any young lad seeking camaraderie and religion. Hmm. I, I am not familiar with this at all. Salvini. Who's that? Matteo Salvini. Do some Googling. I oh. think he got kicked out for some horse-shaped like, financial fraud type thing that probably was made up because he was so right wing. Uh, by the way, I was right though. Silvio Berlusconi is an Italian prime minister or was. So I'm not too far off. That's true. Antonio Biscotti. You guys are- <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um, good old Antonio. He had a great yeah. run. A uh, guardian 452. Long time listener. You've got to add the Finn thing sucks at the end of the um, effing thing sucks uh, to the end of the Bill O'Reilly quote. In oh intro. yeah. Did he the say thing, that? The thing is, I always run out of time. Like, I, I just run out of space. I, I always use the, the this is part of the we'll do it live bit that I include in every intro. Yeah. But depending on the song and depending on the sound bites that are used, I don't always have space to include more of that particular clip than I'd, than I'd like. So effing things sucks usually does get omitted. You're right. Maybe I can find a way to squeeze it in this week for you. Um, Nicholas H. This has been a wild show. Where do you guys fall on Brazilian waxing? No deal. <laughs> no deal. Is that a serious question? <sighs> uh, no deal as in you are unwilling to submit yourself to it? I did it one time hmm. and I've had a baby and the Brazilian wax was like maybe worse. Hmm. <laughs> worse, you say. <laughs> it was terrible. I was like, I'm never doing this again. And then I think this whole fad is just weird. I think it's just, hmm. it's weird. It's pedoey, right? Uh, well, uh, how do, hmm, am I allowed to, I say allowed because if I say anything too far, I'm going to get a text from my wife. That's like, shut the hell up right now. Uh, I, I'll just say, I, I, on silence, though. I, I, I appreciate neatness and I like to provide neatness myself, but I don't. So you get your balls waxed is what you're no, saying. No, 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 no. I don't so demand you just tidy things up that. a little. Yeah, yeah. Do, just a do little, you do some light manscaping? A little management is appreciated. Yeah. So your pubic region looks like your beard. <laughs> Better than that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. I think we got all yeah, the answers. Cleaner we than need. that. It's not as icy. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, you do more pubic maintenance than facial maintenance? <sighs> uh, maybe. Maybe. No, probably huh. not. But uh, kind of wish know. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna keep talking. Yeah. Okay. Just, let, let, let's go ahead and move on. <laughs> All right, Incompetent Hands 30, white pills from Tampa, uh, fear porn 
ratcheted up to COVID-1984 levels, but the people with the lighters up to their hair are exactly who you'd expect. Uh, wait, are they what? talking about the hurricane? I yeah, presume. maybe. Hmm. Uh, sorry if I'm misunderstanding the chat. But the people with the lighters up to their hair. Of the people exactly. whose hair is on fire or about to be on fire because they're so crazy and alarmist, I assume is what he's referencing. Okay. Is that, am I retarded? Let me, uh, one more time. Lighter, let, uh, let me read it in text because if I do that, then I will. I can't, okay. Okay. White pills from Tampa, fear porn ratcheted up to COVID. Okay, so the fear porn about, yeah, fear porn about, about the hurricane. The, uh, yeah, hurricane. Yeah. It's this last um, bit. The lighters up to the hair are exactly who's they're the same people still wearing masks are the people who are still freaking out. Gotcha. I mean, don't get me wrong. I turn on the news and the weather looks bad, but I also assume that you guys down in the Gulf uh, have some experience with this sort of thing and are prepared for this sort of thing. So, of course, yeah, I, I, I hope so. the best. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I want uh, everybody down uh, listening to the show in the Gulf region, if you still have power to listen to the show at the moment, to uh, I hope the best outcome for you. But, yeah, am I... I'm not going to freak out about what is, if not an annual event, a pretty common occurrence this time yeah. of year for that region of the country. Yep. Okay, we're good. All right, let's. Uh, or we'll, we'll we'll come back to your chats uh, at the top of the hour. Thank you guys. Let's see. Uh, caffeine. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. Caffeine, cold and green. Are you there? Hey, hey! It's good to be with you guys. Hi. What's on your mind? Greetings from Michigan. I know we have a few other Michiganders here. I'm originally from your neck of the woods, though. Uh, Montana or Minnesota? No. Oh, um, <laughs> I have family in Dillon, Montana. Oh, yeah. Okay. Where the hell is that? It's up I-15. Um, yeah, it's a little southwest of here. Hmm. And I also have family blonde. I got family in... Uh, Nampa, Cuna, Eagle, Meridian, Boise, all through there. I wish I lived in any of those places. Do you want to live in well, Boise over Coeur d'Alene? Are you nuts? Yeah, dude. I, I'm telling you, I'm, I am, I don't like it here. Want to move? <laughs> I'm shocked. And then one year after you get well, to the new space, you know I'm what I really restless. miss? Coeur d'Alene. I know. I've been <laughs> ruined by by cities and by yeah. cosmopolitan life. It's made me like it, uh, totally unable to ground myself. <laughs> well regardless i miss my mountains for sure i'm uh i currently live in michigan um, and it's a good place overall we like it uh I don't matt think I've first ever of all congrats been. on your never I, I think i went to the detroit airport once actually when blonde and i went to the rnc in cleveland we had to fly through detroit because we couldn't get into cleveland because there were no more there were no more flights. Didn't we stay in Detroit? Too? We stayed in a really sketchy uh, hotel outside yeah. of the Detroit airport the, the the night before our flights left. Yeah. And we were there for like two hours or yeah. something ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to well, uh, we divert your call. Such such fine cultural icons as uh, Ted Nugent and Eminem. Um, and Ford. So there you go. You know, I used to uh, back back when I was. Uh, you know, a good Democrat voter. I used to laugh at Ted Nugent and think he was a caricature. Now I think uh, sharing a country with Ted Nugent's would be preferable to the current state of yeah. things. Yeah. 
now that you're getting into hunting, Matt, I think uh, Steve Ranella, Ranella, Ranella. Yes. I think he's from Michigan as well. Several have emailed me about him. He actually lives in town here or his company is based here. So oh, cool. I guess I just need to find out where his office is and befriend this man who I, I'm told is one of the most gifted hunters on the internet. I, I should just tag along with him and I'm sure he could have completed the hunt I was attempting uh, within five minutes or something like that. No, I don't know. <laughs> Listen, he, he, he didn't make it happen for, uh, for Joe Rogan and Brian Callen on one of their outings. They couldn't, they got skunked. So was it in Montana or where was right? it? No, I think this was up in uh, maybe Washington state up on the yeah. coast. I wonder if this guy does um, but, have an office here. What's his name? Steve? Steve Ranella. Ranella. I think two L's. Oh, Ranella, I think. Bozeman. Does he have like a He's physical... got a show on Netflix now called Meat Eater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Anyway, it's good, good show. Good hunter. Seems like a cool guy. Carry on. I'm going to see if I can stalk this guy and befriend him. <laughs> yeah, you're good. I, <laughs> the only reason I mentioned hunting was just to say congratulations on your hunting outing. Even if you get skunked, it's still... Well, a, thanks. A good experience, yeah. a learning experience. Um, so I have two, just two points to bring up. I know some of the calls are running long, so I don't want to keep you too long. The other week you were talking about No Country for Old Men. Mm-hmm. And you were both wondering about that that stun gun, that spike gun. Uh, oh, yeah. That he uses at the beginning, or yeah. a few times throughout, I guess. Uh, that's a real thing. I have... Former experience working at a slaughterhouse. Wow. Oh. And they use uh, something exactly like that, just hooked up to a, you know, it's pneumatic. It has about a three or so inch spike. Just think of a big nail. Just put it on the cow's forehead and thump it, and it, it just pokes it in, boop, boop, pokes what it a in, depressing and retrieves job. it right back. I know. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I worked on the, uh, on the office, the HR side of things, but. Um, it interesting nonetheless. But yeah, that Oof. that's totally a real thing, and that's exactly how they do it. It stuns the cow or the animal, right? You can do it for a pig or whatever, but it stuns the animal while they start to go to work on it because you want it. I hope this isn't too gory. No, <laughs> you, go ahead. You want it. No, no. You want its heart beating. Hmm. Um, they hang it upside down, right? They stun it, and then they start uh, slicing through the the skin on the throat, and then they they just poke the carotid artery. And it pumps out most of its own blood because yeah. the heart's still pumping. That's that's the goal. So interesting. So boring. so that's not. It's a stun thing. That's not necessarily lethal, but it's the bleed out that is lethal, uh, according to the this method. Yeah, I I don't think someone would walk away from it like in yeah, a movie. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> yeah, uh, from having a spike through your forehead. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that is a real thing. I was um, I was really calling to say that. Uh, so I'm in, I'm in Michigan, like I mentioned, and Michigan has a handgun registry, which I don't what? particularly love. I think it's kind of BS. You have to register them to, to possess them? So it's so a good question. Um, yes and no. They they want you to register them. There's a law to register them. Huh. Um, uh, if, if someone fails to register a handgun, it's just a civil infraction, which I think carries the same legal weight as like a parking ticket. Oh. But what happens if so, you, let's say they catch you with an unregistered one, you say, okay, you got me, you pay it. Do you have to surrender the weapon or can you just keep doing this indefinitely? 
I I think you can keep doing it indefinitely. Uh, huh. There's a, a two hundred dollar fine. At least I think that's what it is on the books. A two hundred dollar fine. Uh, but no, they don't seize anything um, unless you're like a prohibited possessor, anything like that. Hmm. Um, and yeah, when I moved to the state, I had a weird experience. I went to the local. Um, you know, I looked up information online, but I I went to the local PD. Said, hey, I'm moving here. I have these handguns from my previous state. You know, I was trying to be a good boy and comply. Yeah. Um, and so they, a random police officer sat me down for like a, an awkward five-minute interview in the room. Probably, looking back, I'm sure there's no legal basis. There's no actual policy for this. But in the end, I just had to fill out a paper and submit it. You send it into the Michigan State Police or to your local sheriff. And they pass it along to the Michigan State Police. So hmm. uh, it's kind of weird. But there are some weird workarounds. So if you have a, a license, a concealed carry license or, you know, CCP or CCL, whatever you want to call it, from a, another state, uh, you can kind of forego that. Uh, I don't think it's intentionally hmm. set up that way, but it acts kind of like a loophole. So I have a, I have a lifetime permit from a previous state where I lived. Um, and I didn't know this at the time, but yeah, that could have gotten me around having wow. registered a couple of these. Wow. Another thing to consider uh, kind of, as I talk about maybe moving to a new state sometime in the, in the future, man, I, I, any place that's going to put up all these hurdles for me to be able to, to defend myself and my family is just, it's, it's such a deal breaker. Yeah. I'm out on that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's, it's a little strange. Hmm. That's for sure. Well, um, so I'll, I have one other thought for you, and then I'll a question that I'll leave you with. If that's okay. okay. Yeah. Um, so I helped a a uh, a new friend. We were helping our wives on a, on a project they were working on, and after we were all done with some basically yard work, um, I just I I talked to the guy and I said, "Hey, are you are you a gun guy by chance? Do you ever go shooting?" He's like, "No, but you know, I might be interested. It might be fun." And so, like that weekend, I took the guy shooting. And he was hooked and interested, and now he's looking into a bunch of bed, stuff on his bed, own. Fed, 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 fed. Forty-eight or fifty, um, and you know, all it took was just asking, "Hey, are are you a gun guy? Do you ever go shooting, or have <laughs> you been before?" Uh, so my my question is, what do you think is a good way to get people, um, you know, into that kind of thing? What's kind of a you know a low pressured, low stakes way to ask people if you're, you know, if you're comfortable with them socially the only reason i'm laughing is because that guy is uh, informing on you to the fbi yeah, as really? we speak um no i think you're exactly <laughs> right that uh for for me personally my entry into guns was actually less personal and more politics it was like i'd been exposed to them personally by my brother and some other people and they were cool but i was never really that into it it was the post parkland politics of people saying no really we want to take your guns uh, that, that made me <laughs> <For> realize real. <laughs> I, yeah. I uh I, I better get knowledgeable about these things but for most people who aren't necessarily political like like you're talking about just getting someone to arrange to overcome the initial fear and having them realize that there's uh, a certain fun to it that there's a skill to it that it's not this scary yeah. evil thing that they've been propagandized into believing that it is almost never. And it's not like I take a ton of people to the range, but I've had experience with new shooters and I've been a new shooter myself. 
almost never have I met people who thought that was a horrible experience and I never want to do that again. Invariably, people think fun. it's fun. And, and sometimes that's its own danger because when things are fun, you might get a little too relaxed with, with safety and things like that. Like you have to make sure that, that people are mindful of, of the risk that, that firearms present. But yeah, I mean, I, th- I think you're exactly right. Get people to the range, get them range time. You'll probably watch some minds change. Yep. Cool. I'm, I'm, I totally agree. Uh, we started out on a 22 rifle and then 22 pistol and then kind of moved up some revolvers, yeah. some nines and some 45s. And he was, you know, he was grinning ear to ear by the end. Yeah. Well, that's good to hear. What a surprise. Thanks for convincing a new one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Have a great night. Well, thank you guys. Yep. Yep. Okay. Liberty Bell is up next. Liberty Bell, are you there? Liberty wow. Bell. Hey, what's up? Can you there guys hear me? Yes, sir. I just what's assumed you were going to be a chick. I don't know why. No, no, it's I. I have a like uh, pretty shitty lazy. I'm a pretty shitty lazy podcaster, and I named it after my dog. Her, her name's Bell. <laughs> ah, Liberty gotcha. Bell. All right. That's she's cute. a good dog. I actually, I'm like kind of talking shit about her. She's a good dog. She's a lot better than I am. <laughs> but um, I'm calling. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yes, sir. Oh, shit. Okay. So I'm calling for, um, well, one, uh, some guy before was talking about, uh, or maybe it was Blonde, you were talking about, um, uh, even if, or maybe Matt, even if the dad's kind of shitty, it's important for him to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I taught for about seven years at a alternative high school, so it's mm-hmm. all like kids who are... Um, Kicked out of their school, third-generation gang members. We had some pedophile rapists in the school. Um, and, and some Ooh. kids who just, like, they, they just did, they fucked up a little bit. Wait, they were, and, when you say they were pedophiles, how old were these pedophiles? Well, what do you mean? Yeah, okay, so maybe let me specify. They were, like, 14 or 15, and they raped, like, a five-year-old. Ah, oh, God. Okay, okay. wow. Oh. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, legit and, pedophiles, yeah. Well, yeah, um, but... Funny story. I'm getting off track. I'm not talking about exactly when I want to. You're going to follow but, that up with a funny story? Well, no, it's not funny. Like, um, fuck, funny fuck story about funny. these pedophiles. Fuck up funny. So we had this yeah. kid who, who showed up uh, one day. And usually kids who he was from a nearby clinic. And we got a good amount of kids from the nearby clinic or a rehab center. And usually they're there for like a three, six or nine month st- stint. Right, and it was like in his. He was there for like a year and a half at this point. It was the last day of school, and he was the only one there. And I'm in this little classroom with him, and he starts talking to me. And I'll just call him Jim. So Jim goes to me. He tells me that he has magical powers, that he could fly, um, that he could leave his body at any moment, and he showed me. Out, he leaves his body and like a bunch of other shit. At first, I thought like he was fucking with me, but uh, he was dead serious. He was dead serious. And then was he schizophrenic? Uh, well, I, I, he, what it was was he could not deal because when kids are young and, and they do such things, they actually have a small window to rehabilitate themselves because their their personalities aren't completely set. And usually, obviously, those kids were were abusing themselves. So if you could get the kid 
to admit what they did. And it, it's a lot more complicated than this. But if you could get them basically to admit what they did and to realize uh, the damage that they caused, um, there's actually some, like, uh, hope. But um, if they don't, they make up this fantasy world. And that's basically what he was expressing to me. But um, that's not actually why I'm calling it. I kind of got off track. What right. I wanted to call, call about, Blonde, I want to let you know, I've been listening to you for like five, six years now. And you did, you tried doing a series um, called Skipped in School. Do oh, you yeah. remember that? I remember. You remember your one on the Holodomor? Yeah. I showed my class that. Um, cool. When you were working on 1984, and I was showing them what communism is really is and everything. So it really helped a lot. And uh, the real reason why I'm calling is because uh, the whole global list thing, like it is within like every level of the school. And I'm kind of like dealing with it like on an everyday basis. I'm at a brand new school. I teach up in New Jersey, so it's liberal as all hell. Yeah. We're, we're rolling out our porno curriculum for the kids this year. Oh, God. We're, yeah, where, we're, you know, like you, you tell like, you know, first graders that there's porno, you know, shit like that. What? So, so you're not even exaggerating. Through. You're it is literally there is mention um, of pornography for children that young. Yeah, th- there was a video going around from one of the local reps, Holly, Holly Shalipsis or something like that. Holly Shitlibis? Is that what you just said? <laughs> something. I mean, she's a politician, so shit is definitely part of their name, you know? So um, it was going around on her Facebook. Like, she tried to stop it, and it's some company. They do it for other states, too, and... They, they're like little like YouTube videos and it's going on and it it's nothing graphic. It doesn't show anything graphic like the more extreme cases, but it's for first grader informing them that there's something called porn and, and what yeah. it is and everything. So it, it's like it's essentially grooming, right? It, it's that slow introduction to this idea that should be. They should come across when they're 16 or 17 years old, right? With, you know, their buddy showing them something or or their experimentation. That's something you should be telling a first grader. Yeah. So they're kind of rolling that all out. And uh, the district I I work in, it's like 90% Hispanic, mostly Mexican-American. And uh, I'm not for open borders, but I think conservatives are kind of dropping the ball with the Hispanics that are here, whether they came here legally or not. I, I know you want them. We want them here legally, but they're going to have kids that are like my students who are here to stay. Right. Yeah. And they still have these traditional values. And I don't see any conservatives really making like any outreach to them. Like I, I talk to them about family all the time. Because uh, we're pissed off. That's really what it is. But it's not like we're going to be able to deport second, gen- second, third generation Mexicans. So we kind of have to just deal with it, don't we? Yeah, well, we don't have to just, I don't know. I, I don't think, yeah, we, we have to deal with it. We, we have to, like, before they get twisted, right? Like, there, there's the, the Dems are pouring out gallons of milk on the table. Conservatives are fucking crying over it. Then the Dems are, like, tilting the table and pouring all the milk in their cup. And that second and third generation 
are going to be lost when we have yeah. a chance to like I don't know just just show them what it's about and that someone's trying to take it away from them. Yeah. As well. Yeah. But um, I'm gonna get going. Uh, uh, you guys put on a good show. All right. Well, th- thanks for calling. Uh, thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. Yeah. Take care. Okay. What the fuck do I hang up? I got gotcha. you. <laughs> what? He's he's he was muttering. How the fuck do I hang up? <laughs> <laughs> Discord is a uh, is a difficult piece of software. We are due for a break. And speaking of uh, a break, breaking news: Coolio died. What? Coolio is dead at 59. Was it, is this a Vax thing? Found in a bathroom in LA, Twitter informs me. Wow, I hope so, he wasn't taking a shit. That'd be the worst. <laughs> I would speculate that sounds more uh, drug-like, but that would that's my pure speculation. So that is not, uh, that is not demonstrated like fact. I the vaccine thing. Found Was dead Coolio... in a f- friend's bathroom. His manager tells U.S. Media. And maybe, maybe it could have been spontaneous toilet vaccine death. Who knows? What a terrible way to die. Like you're just (laughs) shitting your brains out. (laughs) Uh, All right. Let's uh, catch up with our chatters here for a couple minutes and we'll get back right back to our calls. Uh, We're good on tippy stream. Where do we leave off on YouTube? I think Long Dong John was up next, right? So Matt, you said you've referred people you've referred people you've met in your real life to the show. So I've got to ask how many of them sent made love super chats. All of them. I presume. <laughs> I don't think that's ever happened. And when I say I, I don't really refer. In fact, when people ask me what I do, I say online media. And they're like, what the fuck does that mean? Some people push it. Don't ask any follow-up questions. Like I make content on the internet. And I know that sounds like I, well, as the show intro says, I know that sounds like I live in my mom's basement and don't actually do anything. Some might say that that is the case, <laughs> but I swear to God, it's a thing. It <laughs> so is I, a thing. I, I never want to. I, I just don't want people. Whenever I'm meeting people for that reason, I'm not meeting you to promote my material. I'm meeting you to because I need something. I need you to perform a job for me or something like that. You know, I don't perform I don't, a service for him. I'm probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm probably missing opportunities, though. Uh, the way uh, YouTube is these days, that's how you get new eyes and ears is you you tell people about the product and maybe I should be less shy. But I just there just seems like there aren't many things douchier than being like, hey, bro, I have a podcast. You should listen to it. Yeah. Yeah, it's real. Nobody life. wants to hear that. That's true. I would I would raise my eyebrow if somebody said that to me who I didn't know. Yeah. Anyway. Um oh I was reading these. Sorry. Uh Orthodox Phrenosis says this guy sounds exactly like John Malkovich. Do we have a caller that sounded like John Malkovich? Uh I don't John Malkovich's voice doesn't ring a bell to me. Who am I thinking of? In fact, John Malkovich doesn't necessarily ring a bell to me. Who is I recognize the face. What's he in? Of mice and men. Yeah, I don't know. Being I, I couldn't Malkovich. tell you his voice. So I'm, I, unfortunately, um, I don't He's got a know. really weird affect. Hmm. Um, Colton Regal. Matt, I emailed some recordings of fiddle songs at your suggestion a few weeks back. You responded asking permission to use them to possibly use them. Is literally what that says. Uh, just ah. curious as to what your ideas, what ideas you had for them. Uh, I didn't necessarily have a specific idea in mind. It's just if the need ever came up. 
you know so it's i i if i shouldn't have given the impression that i had some immediate plan if that if i did uh yeah. just that if you never know what production needs you might have down the line and find and the rights to things are sometimes difficult so if you want to yeah. use a certain yeah. piece of content sometimes the copyright bots and things like that so that's all i meant uh it's just if there's if there's use in the future uh is there permission to use it and thanks for sending them let's circle back all right uh thank you guys for your chats we will come back to them at the uh end of the show let's see next up is uh um, i'll have to just circle back with you michigan expat mr expat are you there Good evening, Christensen Nation. Hello. Hey. How you, how you doing there, Matt? I'm well. How are you? How you doing, Blonde? Good. How are you? Well, you know, normally I'd open up with a joke, but uh, I'm feeling kind of too traumatized here. So uh, oh, no. what's going on with me lately is, uh, okay, so my local county uh, Republican Party organization seems to have disbanded, and uh, I got more grocery shopping horror stories for you. You know, I thought I was over with those. I thought we were done with those, but, uh, well, here we are. All right, so grocery uh, grocery shopping horror in uh, Sandusky, Ohio. Let's see, it was like uh, last Sunday, the 18th or whatever. You know, uh, I've been going to that, you know, when I come up here, when I come up to Ohio for, you know, uh, evacuating from the southeast, you know, I come up to, you know, Ohio or one of the other nearby states. But, uh, I mean, I got relatives here in Ohio, so, you know, I stay with them while I'm hiding out from the hurricanes. And uh, so, you know, I go to the Kroger, you know, Kroger's my store. I mean, there's only like three Kroger stores in like Northwest Ohio. So it's like, you know, pick one. I, that, that's the one that happens to be like closest by. But uh, so, I mean, long story short, you know, I'm trying to check out, you know, smug jogger girl decides she wants to take the piss out of me and uh, cue, you know, much ado about nothing. You know, I mean, it's like, you know, I don't really care about, you know, what she said to me, but it was like, you know, do you really need, you really need to feel the need to just, you know, come up to me and, you know, start talking shit to me when, you know, you're an employee, I'm a customer, I'm paying, you know, money into your flipping store, you know, I'm trying to be a customer, you know, I'm not, I'm not shoplifting anything, you know, I'm paying for this shit. And, you know, so, you know, I told her, well, I didn't, well, you know, okay, so yeah, I didn't really take the piss out of her. But it's like, you know, I asked to see the manager, of course, you know, I talked, you know, I tried talking to the manager, you know, manager is absolutely non-sympathetic. I mean, you know, we're talking about, you know, a jogger, a smug jogger girl employee. And then like, you know, the, uh, the manager is, uh, you know, well, she's a, uh, well, Maria, I guess, let's say. And, uh, you know, she's completely unsympathetic to me. You know, I got this, you know, smug girl, you know, smug jogger girl talking shit to me. And, uh, you know, she's like, you know, get out of here or, you know, I'm going to call the cops on you. So, of course, you know, obviously, you know, by the time they say that, you know, they've already called the cops on you. But uh, so, you know, I get the hell out of there. But then, but then, you know, uh, you know, like seven of the flipping employees, they decide they want to follow me out of the store. What, and, you know, they're trying, they're trying what, to what were you accused of doing? I'm not following here. Why, why would the uh, cops be called? Well, just because of harassment or something? Well, basically, you know. I'm talking to the manager and the manager's like, you know, I don't have time for time to deal with this. I don't feel like dealing with any complaints, okay. you know, et cetera, et cetera. You know, you know, get the hell out of here. I'm, I'm not going to deal with you. You know, I'm going to call the cops. And oh, you know, it was like just a so, trespass thing, like go away or else we'll call basically, the cops. Okay. Basically. And, you know, and then I'm going out the store, you know, I'm, I'm leaving when she tells me to. And like all of a sudden, you know, some of the employees, you know, they're, they're following me outside the store 
and I and I'm telling them, you know, if you're not provoking me, you better stop following me right now. And uh, you know, one of the other employees, you know, some elderly woman, you know, one of the employees, you know, she's filming with her, you know, glittery gold uh, smartphone or whatever, you know. So you know, I'm like, okay, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna win this little argument, but uh, you know, I got the hell out of there. And basically, you know, as soon as I pull out the flipping parking lot, you know, I got the, I got the cops uh, chase me down. You know, I stop, uh, stop at a gas station. I'm like, okay, gentlemen, what seems to be the problem here? And they're like, you know, you just, you, you know, you just got yourself banned from that store. You know, what, what's what's going on here? I mean, just like, you know, I have one of the employees uh, talking shit to me, you know, when I'm trying to check out. And uh, that's about it. And uh, with the cops, the cops like, well, you just, you know, I guess I don't want you there anymore. So, uh, you know, the you ever go back there again, you're going to get, you know, it's, you know, it's, po- it's a possible, you know, felony uh, trespassing charge, basically, is what he said. Hmm. And I'm like, you know, I told him, I told the officer, I'm like, you know, I've already been banned from like four or five stores because these people are belligerent and belligerent and deranged and they don't like white people being around. Uh, where the hell am I supposed to shop anymore? And, you know, the cop's like, well, you know, we have this store and this store. And of course, you know, those are, those are even dumpier stores, you know. But uh, I mean, I, you know, I talked to a few people I know, relatives, you know, I've had them tell me, you know, Sandusky, you know, it's a shit town, shit neighborhood, you know, bad neighborhood, bad people, whatever, you know, poor people, whatever. Whatever, whatever words you want to yeah. use. Okay. Uh, and you know, you know, my dad, my dad's like, okay, you know, uh, you know, send a, send a, send a letter, you know, not an angry letter, but send a letter, uh, to the, uh, you know, Kroger CEO, you know, see if you can get something done here. You know, it's like, okay. You know, Did you do and, that? You know, well, I mean, I still have, I still have yet to write it. I mean, you ah, know, but you intend still, to. I, oh yes, absolutely. Okay. I mean, I don't, right. I, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's doing, going to do any good. I mean, I wrote a wrote a letter to Trey Tor Joe's, you know, two years ago, you know, that, that didn't go any place. You know, I never heard back from them, but, uh, uh I mean, I'm, I'm fully intent on doing a vlog about this. And, All right. You know, my, 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 my uncle, my uncle is like, you know, you should have, uh, well, I forget what my uncle told me, but, uh, but yeah, so, you know, I'm still getting myself banned from grocery stores because the employees are assholes. Basically. I mean, I mean, literally, I mean like this jog, this jogger girl, she walks up to me, she, you know, she starts, you know, talking shit to me and, and you know, and, and I'm just like, you know, I'm not going to take that, you know, but, um, <laughs> well, good for you. I'm glad you did not yeah. take it between the mask yeah. episodes and this, it's been a rough go at, oh, at grocery sure. stores. Yeah. It sounds like for sure. All right. Yeah. Well, I, uh, we do have to keep it moving, but, uh, did you yes. have any other final, final, uh, thoughts? Yes. Don't you? forget, don't, don't forget about uh, dangerous spaces. You know, this is like the last That's, show of yeah, the month, I will, guess. Uh, and he's reminding yeah. you, he's reminding you to uh, catch up with him. Yep. We will at the uh, bottom of the hour. Thanks for the reminder. I appreciate it. Thank right. you. And Have talk to night. you all later. Godspeed in your quest for it. justice. All right. Uh, you know, I was trying to remember. Um, I know it's totally off topic, but back to the Coolio <laughs> thing. I was never a big Coolio listener. You'll be shocked to learn. I can't think learn. of a single song. Uh, Gangster's Paradise and there's some others. But I, I was trying to remember why Coolio occupies some space in my childhood memory. It's because he was a part of the Keenan and Kel intro on Nickelodeon. Did you ever watch Nickelodeon? Uh, I didn't watch Kenan and Kel. You didn't watch Kenan and Kel. You didn't. I've seen it. Yeah. You Is that did the not, Good Burger uh, guy? Right. Those. Yeah. Good Burger was a skit on all that that became its own movie. And then Kenan and Kel was their side show. Uh, but Coolio was part of the intro. Yeah, I, I couldn't Kenan get into it. I think I was always kind of racist. And so I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm not into this. Uh, well, uh, no, I've, uh, that, that was my childhood Coolio experience. That was it. The Keenan and Kel show intro. Are you real sad now? No, I just couldn't remember why there's some, why Coolio seemed to have some space in my 
in my childhood. That was it. That's where Coolio fit. Let's try uh, Phil. Hey, Phil. What's on your mind? How you doing? Hi. What, what do you got for us tonight? <laughs> I was uh, thinking about the Italian election a little bit. Okay. Uh, I didn't really have any major hot takes from that, but it's kind of a reminder again, like a lot of the people that uh, are saying that she's the new Mussolini, which she's probably not, but... Um, That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the trains would run on time and uh, the Italians would have a future, you know? Yeah, really. Well, what's your take on uh, all of the, I see, so I see two reactions. One is fascism is rising again that you're talking about. And then I see a lot of American conservatives uh, just all but worshiping this as some sort of monumental victory. And I'm not saying that it's not significant. It's just some, as someone who doesn't pay attention to European politics really at all, I don't know what to make of this. Do you think that this is legitimately encouraging or is this uh is this not that big of a deal i think it's encouraging that the general public and the european countries seem to be turning uh to more of a particular a particularist vision of their country as opposed to a universalist vision of their countries hmm. um and it in, in, in it uh, excuse me in italy for italians is always going to be in my view a better country than just another economic zone with pasta <laughs> and <laughs> all right all right well phrased i'll give yeah. you that yeah and did I you mean, write that one ahead of time or did, was that was that off the that cuff? was all that was actually off the cuff that was all an right. off the cuff phil classic all yeah. right well and like her uh part of her uh, campaign slogan was god family country and like i'm mm -hmm. kind of a sucker for that sort of uh rhetoric as well i mean obviously because I think what matters more than like words on a piece of paper is like the blood and soil, the your family, your nation, your your own people, um, and that's kind of what built Italy and like the towns and everything there was the Italian people. It wasn't some EU bureaucrat trying to tell them that they what they could do with their land. Like it was them doing it themselves. And I think if it's it sort of goes back to like we talk about sometimes with like the dealing with like your local area first. Like if Monta folks in Montana want to live a certain way, that should be okay. If folks in Alabama want to live a certain way, um, there should be okay too. It's, uh, I guess within reason, but it's not up to like the federal government or some big bureaucrat somewhere to, to tell us what to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would certainly be in agreement with that. I, I, I wish we could get to, and that's the one thing I wonder about all of this is uh, even if this woman is all that she's cracked up to be as far as her set of values and her beliefs, I have so little understanding of how much autonomy each of these member EU countries actually had. Like what is for the EU to decide and what is for Italy to decide? I don't know how that power is distributed. Uh, I, I don't know much about that at all. And so I don't know what to make of her her election will she actually be able to change things or does she have to do what the eu tells her to do anyway i mean i guess we're gonna find out yeah. but i think at the very least if the general populace um, is trying to put people in 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 power to do what they want instead of yeah. what some bureaucrat in brussels wants i think that's a step in the right direction and i think that should folks should be reminded that if the if the civic nationalists fail um comes next they aren't going to like 
So for folks that are hoping that civic nationalism comes through or something like that, like we need to hope like this goes and that she isn't stopped by some something um more universal i guess hmm. well all right did you do you have any uh, other thoughts on uh on the european politics or anything else before we uh, let you go i guess this is the final thing i think the u.s probably did do something with nord stream but i don't want to ah. <laughs> speculate too hard in case uh you know, in case that becomes another one of those topics we're not allowed to discuss on youtube it's it seems so well, I guess I shouldn't overstate it. I, I, pipelines have leaked before. I suppose such things could happen because of purely innocent engineering failures or something like that. I don't know the exact specifications or design of this particular yeah. uh, pipeline, so I don't know what possibly could puncture it or cause a leak uh, under the Baltic Sea, apparently, is where this happened. So it's it's not like my speculation is worth much, but it's just hard to ignore. I, I used to criticize the timing. The timing is just what you say for every conspiracy theory. But seriously. But and then you All have to analyze like if if you grant the premise that this that this was something intentional by someone. And I know that's something of a leap, but you have to start analyzing motivations. And I've I've read a few pieces I think are interesting. I, I don't see a lot of motivation from the Putin side where he could just turn off the flow of natural gas whenever he wanted anyway. So if it was an intentional act, it would have to come from somebody who's not aligned with Putin. Who would that be? Why? You know, again, it'd just be my worthless speculation to to try to guess. But I don't know, man. I just the, the longer we go through all of these, just everything that we've gone through for the last couple of years. Nothing is an accident. Nothing is pure happenstance. Nothing is uh, unluckiness. So I just have a, a really hard time believing that this is is supposed to be that, and I'm supposed to buy that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really believe in coincidences at this point myself. So. Mm. All right. Well, thank you for the thoughts, yeah, and thank you as always for supporting the show. Yep. Keep up the good work. Okay. Bye. Let's see. Let's try. Speaking of, I. Hello, hello. It's, it's Vladimir Putin himself, the election meddler. Oh, for sure. I, I mean, mean we're, we're not really meddling in elections. That land is ours. Ah. Oh well, yeah. Oh, the whole Ukraine. I forgot about that. Not just the U.S. election, but yes, there are allegations that these <laughs> supposed annexation elections in Ukraine were illegitimate. And I was just defending your honor, I uh, wouldn't Vladimir call it Putin. Annexation. I suppose maybe that's Again. an improper term, but I was just speculating about who could have sabotaged your beautiful pipeline. Huh? You know, I really have no opinion. I can't speak on the matter. All right. I mean, I could, but I mean, I'm not gonna. So I have a story that is breaking as of today. Coolio died. Uh, Coolio has died. Oh, uh, thank you. No, it's actually a lot more sinister than that. <laughs> okay. Uh, in my hometown, I have a friend. Uh, she's a mom of two. And one of her kids brought home a little uh, tranny pride gender faggotry for kids book. Okay. Uh, no. And she got it from one of those little, you know, those little 
those little uh, public library yes. boxes that yeah, people yeah. like have in their front yards. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was two copies of that and a copy of some other book, uh, some other tranny fag book uh, in there. So she went to another one. And the same, uh, there was just the two uh, copies of, of the first book. And then she went to another one, and there was one copy of each. And so she got a group of moms together, and they went from little library to library, and they collected like 40 of these books. Oh, so Someone somebody dumped, went around. and yeah. Somebody went around, bought these books, and started putting them in these fucking things whoa and when you say that they collected them did they check them out or did they just take them or what did they do oh no they went and raided all of them Ah. they went through the city and anyone that knew of one they like drove up and down streets and went and collected them i suppose uh, libraries probably do take donations huh like you just take books there and say hey i don't want these you can have them and they'll just add them to the collection that's probably you don't even have to ask you they're literally open you can just put books in but they got to have uh, they, the library would have to process it for it to be check outable, right? It'd have to be in. No, they're not an actual library. It's oh. one of those things that people put like a like a oh, little, okay. little like uh, enclosure out like near the sidewalk, and okay. people can just take books from there. And there's a lot of them like in parks and near schools. So someone just took it upon themselves to put trans propaganda in these spaces. In all of these spaces, yeah. So uh, my advice was to start searching all of the books for like any kind of contacts, like uh, phone numbers written in discord servers, (laughs) you know, all that kind of crap. Okay. Uh, Because I'm like, these fucking pedophiles, they're going to be looking to, you know, contact these people. They can't help themselves, but nothing was found, unfortunately, because then the group of moms would probably get together a group of dads. Well, one would hope, but that's no guarantee and these days. Start staking out, you know, yeah. these. <laughs> that's bizarre. But, um, that seems like a lot of work for, I wonder what the uh, quote unquote propaganda benefit of all that work actually was. Yeah. Seems like I mean, if you were. You just, you just drive around town. If you know where they are, yeah. you drive around town, you, you put two books in there and you, you forget about it. It's like geocaching now. You just bury a box with <laughs> tranny propaganda in it. Yeah. <laughs> Have somebody find it. Yeah, I guess so. That's weird. Uh, were they I all just, the same book or were they different books? Uh, there was two different books. Uh, uh, more copies of one of the books were found than the other one. There was hmm. two copies of uh, one of the books in like multiple, most of the, most of the little libraries. Do you remember was, the, the titles? I'd be curious to look it up. Uh, I don't know the titles. I could no. ask and yeah. send like an email or something. Oh uh, yeah, I might take a look, but just just curious to see what uh, what the material was. But uh, no, it was like a kids book. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. this was not uh, this is not like the DSM or something. This was uh, intended for children. DSM. Well, like a, a diagnostic, uh, a psychological, a psychological. No, this diagnostic. is children. The yeah. Two different children's books or psychiatric rather. Whatever you get, what I mean. Yeah, this was not a yeah, a, a scientific book about the issue. This was uh, this was a picture book for children to realize that they're in the wrong body. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Propaganda. Yeah. 
uh, I mean, I guess my opinion is if kids are just left alone to be kids, 99% of them aren't going to, like, grow up to be like that. Yeah. But it's it's everywhere in our society, and our kids are, like... Like, being a fag is traumatized into you most often. We were t- uh, especially as, a, like, a kid. Bluntly stated, just, but we were talking about exactly this earlier. Yeah, we had a caller talking about exactly this in his personal experience. Oh, yeah? Uh, not necessarily uh, that he was traumatized, yeah. but about conditions well, that lead to it that, yeah. or the, the choice of the matter is what the theme of his call was. Oh, you know what? I was listening to that yeah. a little bit. And... uh I hear that, the, you know, it's just a choice and your preference of flavor is like ice cream. Right. I'm sorry yeah. that there's not dick-flavored ice cream. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't I know that I he could... meant the metaphor. Come that on, man! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Maybe not. But it should be... <laughs> Stop watching porn is yeah. is a, is a good, good piece of advice. It's All not... Right. Not good. You heard it from Putin himself. Who can argue? Exactly. All right. Nobody. Especially we gotta, not. Especially not Russia. who? Oh, especially not in Russia. All right. <laughs> well, we got to let you go, but thank you for calling in. All right. Sounds good. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Let's see. We're up against the clock here, and I know we got to talk to Dangerous Spaces, so I'll try to be quick. Um, we do have a manageable list of questions, at least, so that'll help us yeah. out. Uh, Orwell's Ghost, we're right up against the clock, but... If I recall correctly, maybe you have some news for us. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. We uh yeah, we had our daughter like 2 or 3 weeks ago. Oh, congratulations. congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was good stuff. Um yeah, I won't keep you guys too long tonight. I uh um if you guys if anybody out there's paying attention to things that you can like do or or sort of create your own thing to do my wife and I just like, we, we just decided this today. What we're going to do is every day or every time we, 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 we cook a, a, a sort of a unique meal and not unique, just just something that requires a little bit of care and, 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 and lots of ingredients and stuff, several steps. We're going to keep notes of it and we're going to keep it in a little journal, a little log, and we're going to give it to her when she's old enough. And hopefully it'll have like a you know, hundred recipes or something like that. Uh-huh. And, and she can she can keep it for her uh, for her kids and sort yeah. of the log for her family. Yeah, that's very cool. You know, I I now I'm kicking myself because I th- I had thought about doing that uh, before my son was born. Like maybe each year I should I should write him a letter or something and give them to him when he's older. And now I realize. Son of a bitch, his first birthday passed and I didn't write the letter. I guess it's not too oh, late. Oh, it's okay. I, he won't I, know. Just I, He'll never know. I could just date it. Write yeah, it now. You're yeah. right. Uh, but I think that's really cool to have something. Write him a letter right now. Write yeah, him a letter kind of, right now. Nobody cares. I did. Um, one thing I did do was when we got him his first rifle, which of course he won't experience for 10 or so years. But uh, I did write a letter that goes with that rifle because, of course, that rifle was a gift from the stream. And so I, I wrote about what that meant and what I intend to teach him with it and all that sort of stuff. So I do have one letter, but I think that you're, I think this idea of yours of, of chronicling, uh, you know, little, little family things or little 
memories or moments that otherwise get lost and being able to give that to, to yeah. your daughter or whatever family member down the line is a very cool idea. Yeah. We've, we've, we don't, uh, we haven't really put anything on. I mean, we put like one picture on social media. It was very, very nonchalant. It's yeah. Like, hey, look, you know, and, and, uh, um, that's about it. I, I, I read to my daughter like three times a week. Like I've, I've read to my daughter like three times a week. I'll, wow, I, cool. I've found some of the guys in the chat that I read, um, read like, you know, Peter Rabbit and, and, uh, the Lays of Ancient Rome, which is a really beautiful poem by, by, uh, uh, Lord Macaulay and, and, uh, um, and then, uh, Plutarch's uh, Plutarch's biography of Cato the Elder. There is it's, it's like it's it's very very good literature, and they, and I also got her a, got her a little radio with a little. It's hard to find CD players these days. I found a little CD player radio player and bought bought literally a CD today that says "All the Mozart You Need in the World." That's what the album is called. All huh. the Mozart You Need, and, yeah. and and so I just put that on at night, and I'm just going to put that on at night. That's 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 about it. I, I I don't know what else to do, but I'm man. It, it's well. Let's put it's it this very way: surreal. The fact that you're thinking this hard about it is evidence that your daughter's going to do just fine. She'll the fact fine. that yeah. the fact that you're trying to decide which classical music to play and what book <laughs> yeah. to read to her. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's it's it's, it's very surreal. Yeah, and, yeah. and I, I encourage you know any anybody out there. I I I I know you guys have have a finite amount of time tonight, but if I can just say, anybody out there who has who has a girlfriend. Or if you're, you know, if you're a girl, you have a husband and you're, you're concerned about, you know, you don't have time or you don't have the money, dude, the money and the time will come. Just have the kids. Just have the kid. Yeah. Have, have the kid while you can, when you can and build your world around the kid and uh, everything will fall into place. You'll work, you'll work 10 extra hours a week or, or 15 extra hours a week or however much. It, it, it doesn't matter. Um, we, we have we have an obligation to our to to our people, and we have an obligation to our children to give them the best life possible. And and yeah. you're not doing and you're not doing that by waiting until you're 40 years old and and out of debt. Like it's, it's yeah, you're, you're not you're just not do it while you can. Nobody yeah, else is worried yeah. about this. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm, I'm say one more thing. The 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 fruitcakes who are who who Charles Murray warns us about in the bell curve they're not they're not they're not concerned about that at all okay so us who are concerned about our posterity and about you know the the, the continuation of our civilization like just just do it just don't don't waste any more time anyhow I, I i thanks thanks guys it's it's been a while and and i'm i'm very excited to you know join the parents club, sure. so wonderfully stated congratulations and yeah. uh happy to hear it Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. We'll, we'll hopefully we'll talk soon, guys. Have a good night. You, you too. Have you, uh, have you thought about any of that, uh, like documentation of things to give to your daughter later in the future? Have you, have, have you developed no, any? Really. Okay. I feel like maybe I'm, I'm missing out on some of those. Uh, I take tons of videos of her. Yeah. So. You can, you can edit her a whole video of him. Her wedding is going to be, just pictures fantastically of her, videos produced. of her on the toilet. <laughs> yeah, that'll be great.
we just wait for the potty training stuff. That stuff is all hilarious. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I'm not there yet, obviously, but uh, I'm not far off either. When do you when do you usually start doing that? Like two, two and a half. Okay, so I have a year to go. Yeah, but yeah. you know, I can't wait to be honest. I because I, I say this with acknowledgement that my wife handles ninety plus percent of the diapers. But, yeah. You know, a newborn diapers, not a problem. When it, when it first happens. Oh, these food diapers are a whole yeah. different thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They start getting more adulty. And uh, and I'm sure I haven't even seen anything close to the most adulty that they can possibly get. But Oh, it's terrible. But I am looking forward to the uh, potty training adventure. Hopefully it, it goes well. He seems to have picked things up fairly quickly when we've needed him to. But I'm sure we're due for one deviation and maybe that will be the one. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you to the callers tonight. Uh, appreciate uh, you calling in. And thanks for your patience. If you weren't able to get in tonight, we do have to take one more call from our friendly call screener, Dangerous Spaces, because it's the last stream of the month. Mr. Dangerous Spaces, what's on your mind? Sorry, I just had to mute for a sec there. Um, so uh, a couple of things. Firstly, really quick. Uh, there, I think there was two new callers that actually got on air today. Cool. And about five new or kind of long time returning uh, that were also in the roll call this week. So I just want to, again, it's been a few months. I want to encourage new people, give it a go. It's really fun. You'll enjoy it. Um, you get to talk to this obnoxious, annoying bastard here. <laughs> uh, me, not you guys. Um, uh, no, we so, can yeah. fit in that too. That's fine. So, but I would just want to encourage new people. There were a lot that tried to call in today, and we did get a couple on air. So, sure. Oh, really? Okay. Well, I'm glad to hear it. And the people who are trying to call in and maybe didn't make it tonight, of course, uh, stick with it. And uh, you know, if you're if you're present more often than not, it is a virtual guarantee that you will get in sooner rather. Than yeah, later. I do. I do tend to say to people, look, I get a lot of people in third or fourth attempt. Yeah. Like almost everyone, you get in after a few attempts. It's you know um so yeah so just that quickly um and one of them did want to just say i don't know if he wanted to get on for like a proper call said i mostly just want to say thanks to matt blonde for all the shows that's from bingleberry so oh well thanks and uh thanks Thank for you. thanks for calling in tonight it was did you say dingleberry or bingle Bing, bingleberry <laughs> Bing, oh i see it in the yeah i see him in the waiting room bingleberry thank you so. and uh perhaps we will we'll catch up with you next time uh, but anyway, I'm, I'm kind of torn this week because initially, like I said before, I've tried to plan out my topics, which is um, this week I wanted to springboard off your video, Matt. Hmm. But then I saw Joe Biden looking <laughs> for Jackie and Corinne. And I don't know if you guys have a preference of one because I'm like, well, I, I just I found that fascinating. But I've said about all I can say about the L.A. hobos and I could say more, but um. I have said very, very little about this legendary gaffe today, and I'm sure we'll say more about it on Sunday, but... Uh, just uh, incredible. I was telling Blonde when we went live, uh, or before we went live, I think it might be the worst ever, and I didn't think that that was an overstatement. Do you... Uh, well, I guess I'm leading you to where maybe we'll go with the call, which is the, the Biden gaffe, but how high does this rank for you in his moments of embarrassment? I think... Oh, man, well... Okay, admittedly, this is very presumptuous that he actually wrote the condolence that I think was on Twitter and that he actually was involved in the... It was the naming of a street, I think. After oh, her, something like... Okay, I didn't know that. But yeah, to your point, those were done by staffers. That was not Joe Biden writing the statement. 
Well, yeah, that's the that's the thing. How much yeah. he was aware of it or di- was directly involved, who knows? I think it's pretty high in the embarrassment list, though, because I think the only one that probably comes close, and I don't remember who the guy was or you know what the event was. There was a person where he was calling out to them and got everyone to clap and was looking for them and then found them and said, oh, yeah, stand up so you can you know, oh, yeah. see everyone. It was a dude in a wheelchair. Yeah, that's pretty I bad. Think that one's, I think that one's pretty high, pretty bad. <laughs> but no, I think this one's worse. So it, it's a person that has that's died. But I, I kind of feel like I have to apologize to Jen Psaki. I think it was about 18 months ago where I was saying, man, she's a really bad press secretary. I don't know if you've seen Kareem's response. Oh, it, it's it's maybe worse than Joe Biden's initial moment of trying to find Jackie. Kareem Jean-Pierre's Terrible. explanation that, oh, so wait, Jackie, what did she say? She, her her statement was essentially that Jackie was on the top of Joe's mind, and that's why he said what he said. Well, that's which, okay. That's pretty good. But that makes yeah, but no sense. He's how, if that's she's stupid a, because it's like. <laughs> Jackie's on the top of his mind, so he went looking for her. It's like, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. And also, she's if still dead. It still doesn't make sense that he called right. out to her, tried to find her. If if you're recalling this woman, point bullet point one in your head should be died recently. If you're if she's on the top of your mind. Recently deceased but, is primary note yeah. about her. Yeah. But here's the thing why I also have to say that I have to apologize to Jen because I don't remember her doing this and maybe I'm wrong on that. You've got to keep in mind that, and I've mentioned before that I've done, um, I did PR stuff for my journalism degree. It was one of my majors. So I've done a fair few classes of that. Jen Saki at least said it off the top of her head. Yeah. These ridiculous talking points, she's reading. These were the prepared statements that, you know. I wonder who is like, in charge of writing the response to this. Yeah. I don't think uh, Karine Jean-Pierre personally did it. She probably had some intern or something. Possibly, well, maybe not. That's possibly. a pretty hefty job for an intern, I guess. Who? I, I just wonder. All right. You have to you have to explain what Joe Biden meant when he said, where's Jackie? And you can't say he's an old man who just forgot that she died. Go. Yeah. That's your job yeah. today. <laughs> but I think the thing, I don't know if it'd be an intern per se, but I, would, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a staffer. But even if it's a staffer, she should be good enough at her job to look in and go, these responses you've been giving me are terrible. I need to put someone else on it or I need to let you go or I need to do something like that. Because, well, yeah, yeah. The, to your point, the job as um, borderline evil as it may be at times, it is the fundamental duty of the job to propagandize off the cuff. They, you're not hired for your reading skill when you become yeah, White House press the, secretary. You are hired for quick thinking ability, and Karine Jean-Pierre does not have that. And that's the thing that just annoys me while I'm watching a read. I'm like, you could just release a press statement. If that's all you're going to do, write yeah, up a press statement, rele- release that. The whole point of them talking to you is you need to be able to deliver an answer to them they need to be able to then come back at your answer and say, well, hang on, this doesn't make sense or, or, but what about this or stuff like that? And you need to be able to deliver a new answer. You can't just be reading talking points. And looking at her technique tells me that she's probably not properly been trained in this. Uh, she has been it, trained in immigrant black lesbianism, though, and that's the and, key. And that's the thing, because if you look at, you look at some of the stuff, because some of the techniques you can look out for are things like, um, if you ever see a politician, and I don't know why this is the phrase they use, it's weird, but there's a reason behind it. 
when a politician, for example, goes, that's a really good question. I'm really, really glad you brought it up, something like that. Is someone saying something like that that's completely unrelated to anything, it's not even an attempt to spin, that's a technique of, holy crap, I need to make sure I word this properly. So I'm saying that so I have a second to gather my thoughts before. So you don't just blurt it out. Right. Um, So that's quite a common technique, you know, things like that. Um, someone will ask you a question and you'll just ask a new question and answer that instead. That's another technique. It's like I'm looking at going, she's not using any PR techniques. I don't think she knows how to do this. Uh, yeah, maybe not. But but she did, uh, I forget what she did before this. I think she worked at Move On or she had experience really? with some big progressive organization, some political action committee or something. I'll I'll look it up. I forget. She has experience. It's just either she didn't remember or it's bad experience. Yeah. But there was, well, there was the other one recently where um, I, I assume it was Peter Ducey because it always is. It's, it's, yeah, that's the problem. No one else is doing their job properly. But where they asked her about the hypocrisy of, what is it, questioning an election or something? Or, I can't remember what it was, oh, but yeah. she basically said the same thing and they brought it up and she said, oh, I've been ready for this question. And then she gave a horrible answer. It's like, well, hang on. If that's your prepared answer, like that, like it, it's another. It was another example where I'm looking and just going, "This woman doesn't know how to do a job. She's really, yeah. you know, yeah. She's she, obviously been hired for the, the the you know checking the boxes, which is showing. It's the same with Kamala. It's like she's not very good at her job. This is you know. She was the national oh deputy battleground states director of Obama's re-election campaign. She's had major political jobs. She was the national director of uh, Move On. How? Well, I know how actually. Or the national spokesperson of Move On. I mean, yeah, how is how she's at the podium right now. That's how. Yeah. Uh, but it, it it looks like a lot of her Biden career was probably just, uh, or her her Obama career rather was probably just. Uh, successful by virtue of Obama being successful. I, I highly doubt that it was Corinne Jean-Pierre's support yeah. work that made Obama electorally successful. Yeah, yeah. But it's just, it's just really is just amazing to to watch and just go because again, I you know I I only majored in it, so I only did maybe four or five classes on it. But I kind of learned enough that I'm just watching and going, this woman doesn't know what she's doing. Yeah. And the fact that a lot of the, a lot of the, you know, they contradict Joe, but I think that's partly because he's seen on just blurt stuff out. They contradict Joe. Kamala's speech literally sounds like a kid who hasn't done the, who hasn't read the book that she's <laughs> yeah. now doing a report on. Yeah. Just watching all of them and going, they don't have a proper media, which baffles me. I don't know why, but they don't seem to have a proper media um, team. They don't have them. to. I, they don't have to. Yeah, they don't. They well, don't have to do the work. Yeah. Well, that's why what would I they? Have to nobody assume. questions there. Nobody questions them. Well, that's what I assume because I look at them and go, I'm not seeing anyone that looks like they know what they're doing in terms of media training. Yeah. Uh, no, but th- but that's the point. They don't have to because ninety plus percent of the media is doing that work for them. They don't. They don't have adversaries in the media. They have friends. I say yeah. that in terms of political alignment, but I mean quite literally friends. They are all friendly together. They all go to the same parties together. A lot of their families are interrelated. Karine uh, Jean-Pierre's wife is literally a CNN personality. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, they, ex- yeah, exactly. And that's that, that, that was one where I looked at went, oh, my goodness, come on, guys. How could there be a bigger conflict of interest than that? Well, yeah, and you, you turn on... 
um, MSNBC now and you see and you see Jen Psaki talking about Democrat political strategy. She's now an analyst for NBC and MSNBC. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just the 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 open door, the revolving door between all these places. It, she could go up there and and say just about anything in the world. And she's not going to get serious scrutiny from almost everybody in the room. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, that's happened before. Uh, under Obama, there was a guy, Jay something, that was his press secretary and literally yeah. went straight to a commentator job while he was still in the office as well. Yeah. Like, it's definitely happened before. So, yeah. Well, it does. I should be fair too. It does work both ways. Uh, you have uh, what's her face on Fox all the time now, too. So it's, I, I, it's not uniquely Democrats, but as far as the composition of the room, if you take your, your average population of reporters in that in that press briefing room on a daily basis there you got peter Ducey who's adversarial and that's basically it yeah um, you, you know when you have kaylee McEnany for trump they probably have a similarly friendly relationship with fox but you also have nine out of ten other people in there going at them with everything they have and that's that's the difference well, that's the thing I say with Peter DC is I'm annoyed that I know his name because I shouldn't because they all should be doing their job. I shouldn't constantly be hearing Peter DC was the one that asked the difficult question. <laughs> yeah. Peter DC did this. Peter yeah. DC brought up this. I shouldn't know his name yeah. because he should just be in the sea of every reporter doing their job. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you for the call and thank you for uh, all of your help with the show as always. No worries. And uh, we will uh, catch you next time. I assume yeah. we're still on for tomorrow? Uh, yes, I will catch you tomorrow. Okay, yeah. I'll talk to you then. So. Thanks. No worries. You guys have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Dangerous Space is working overtime. I'm training him to handle the, the Bible study hosting in the Whoa. event that I am absent. So, as always, uh, Dangerous Space is helping us do the difficult tasks, and that is much appreciated. Uh, speaking of, I don't shout out the Bible study very much. Saturday evenings, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. You're welcome to join us on Zoom for the hour. We're still uh, working our way through John's Gospel, as we have been through uh, or since, uh, since June. And if you're interested in the Bible study, but you can't do the live time, it is available as a podcast feed over on the website, too. Find the Bible study link on the homepage of the website. Yep. Okay. Uh, thanks for uh, all the callers tonight. Appreciate that. We do need to catch up with our email questions as well. And as a reminder, if you'd like to send us an email question for the Wednesday show, you can do that through the contact page of the website, mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. Look for the call-in show question form. And uh, I don't give instructions very often, but I was informed that we maybe had some disregarding of the instructions to be brief on the call-in show question form. Well, and people not asking questions. All right. As a friend, not reading anybody's call-in show comment, not doing it as a friendly reminder, try to keep a a tweet's length is great. If you can't do that, a paragraph is appreciated. But once we start getting beyond that, it's very difficult for us to handle it on the show. And it's not that you have to ask a question per se, but we've got to have a point, something to discuss. We've got to have Mm -hmm. some, some point for clarification or some something that we can talk about. Yeah. General guidelines. Appreciate the uh, uh, cooperation. I will start. Yeah. Deer in the headlights. Are there any towns in Western Washington that you like? I'm going to move up to that area. Um, I love LaConnor. I'm sure it's filled with lefty fucking retards, but um, it's really, it's a really cute town. Where's that? And then um, Bonnie Lake is pretty cute. LaConnor. 
It's this, tiny. It's a tiny town. Yeah, these are all like, uh, well, that's up north. But, you know, Puget Sound, uh, like right on the Puget Sound type towns. I don't know anything about southwest Washington, do you? Hmm. I know that Evergreen is there. I know Olympia is there. Oh, you don't I guess want to move there? that's kind of southwest. Does that count as southwest? Yes. Trying to think. Uh, one time we went to, my family went to Ocean Shores, I believe. That was pretty cool. I think oh. we did like, uh, what's it, like body surfing or something like that out in Ocean Shores? At uh, least I think. I my, my parents could remind me what, what town we went to. But I'm the wrong person to ask about coastal Washington. I've spent almost no time there. Me too. All right. Uh, jogger, Jigaboo, Moon Cricket, McNword. Okay. Matt, I recently experienced the rage you talked about when it comes to dealing with cyclists, and I'm starting to agree with you, naturally. Because a certain... Tr- <laughs> Where are we going with this? I got to be careful. <laughs> this is Is this some kind of... Am I going to get this is this is somebody who thinks they're being clever. Yeah. Okay. I deliberately didn't read this because I wanted to watch you. Up. <laughs> because a certain tribe of chosen people and the feds cyclists, the, the, the cyclists are the tribe of chosen people. Is that what we're going with? My question is. You have the big red button in front of you and you can nuke all cyclists or the ATF or whatever group of undesirables you want. Just in case you need examples, he lists them, but I'm not going to read them. It includes the city of Boston, though. I could get rid of the city of Boston. Who are you nuking? You know who I'm nuking. I'm not nuking anybody, even the cyclists, even cyclists. The the lives of cyclists have value. It would be a, a, a an unprincipled moral violation to remove them from the earth purely on the basis that I do not like them. My like or dislike of them is not what gives their lives values. Uh, or their lives value. And so it would be uh, a moral breach for me to disrespect their lives in that way. Now, if you're telling me in the hypothetical that I have to, like you're pointing a gun at my family and I, <laughs> I have to, I have to nuke one of these groups. Do it. Um, well, I'm picking cyclists. I'm picking cyclists, <laughs> but, but I have to differentiate. I'm not talking about mountain bikers. I'm not talking about guy riding your bike to work. I'm talking about the people who put on the full speed suit and pick the road with no shoulder and, uh, and, and think that and somehow think it's fun to, to slow down traffic and act like they're a car, even though they're going a third of the speed of the car, despite the aerodynamic properties of their helmet. Yeah. The psych cyclists. If you asked me when I was younger and I skateboarded more rollerbladers would have been, on top and maybe even some of the scooter kids but cyclists in my adult life they're the true scourge <sighs> you have any thoughts on who should be nuked Dude, don't 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 no uh-uh. okay i do hate cyclists too though if that helps what about other undesirables come on <laughs> oh your focus went haywire again but that doesn't really matter on the wednesday show uh, no, I don't uh, know. It's not picking. Oh, it we up. got more gay questions. Oh, there we yeah, go. this one's um, yours. Yeah. Fan says, I have a gay friend who's really religious. Despite this, he's very active in the lifestyle. His family, despite also being extremely religious, also gave up on saying anything to him about it or openly support it now since he no longer listens to anyone who won't affirm him. 
It breaks my heart to see him engage in promiscuous behavior and hear him say he no longer feels guilty about it. But my question is, should I care about him and his well-being when he doesn't seem to care about himself? Mm. Well, I guess we're supposed to as Christians, right? Um, and like we talked about with that uh, caller earlier, like that's a, that's a tough road to hoe, you know? Yeah, I mean, doesn't he need you to care about him the most when he doesn't care about himself? Um, they gave up on, I'm trying to under, understand the scenario fully. He's still here. banging dudes and not feeling bad about it anymore. But he's, st- but he still considers himself deeply religious as well. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I haven't experienced this exact same sort of thing. And I, before people get all mad at me, I'm not trying to compare these things directly. I'm granting this guy's premise that this is a destructive behavior. Okay. Agree or disagree. Some people might say it is. Some people might say it not, but I'm granting his premise that this is destructive behavior. And I'm going to liken it to experiences that I've had with friends who engage in destructive behavior. And my, I've had a lot of friends who engage in destructive behavior with alcohol and I'm still friends with a lot of them. I have made my concerns known but that's really all that you can do. It, I, I, I don't know that I can go back to those friends on a daily basis and say, no, no, really, you got to stop. No, no. Yeah, you, what can you, you do? And I understand that the pitfall in that is potentially watching a friend really ruin his life. And I've watched friends damage themselves. But I guess for me, I, I have to have those friends arrive at the right conclusions through their own decisions, through their own free will. And if I can't do that, well, I don't. I, I just, I feel like who am I to take control of their lives? I will try to be the best influence that I possibly can, and I'll try to be as supportive as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. But for me to just seize control of them, I view as, as something of an immorality myself. I, I know that the the other side would say, "Well, no, you're you're stopping their immorality." Well, when it comes to immorality to self, and again, I'm granting the premise in this case that that's what this is. There's a debate there about whether this behavior is immorality to self or not. You could say alcoholism as well. I mean, you are not necessarily creating a direct victim. It's not the same thing as going out and committing a crime against somebody, in which case I would say you absolutely have to intervene because someone else is being victimized. In this case, it's a person making decisions that are having uh, negative effects on their own life. And I just, I just believe that we're all entitled to those sorts of free choices. You can make your, your view known and you should, a good friend should try to guide his friends the right way, but, but that's about all. And I, I've, yeah. for me, when things have become too destructive, I've, I've ended friendships too. I've just said, I can't deal with this anymore. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I try not to, I try to make that, I try to have a good friend breakup. I try to make it explicit. Like, listen, I can't do this. I, I don't do ultimatums where I say you will stop this or I won't be your friend. I just say, this is not for me. I'm going to, I'm going to step That's out. Sad, but I understand. I think it's better than just doing the old Homer back into the hedges though, especially when it's someone you're really close with to just disappear. seems really inconsiderate and kind of shitty. I guess so. But you know, like I lost a lot of friends because of my behavior and like when people would stop talking, stop talking, I knew why. Yeah. I didn't really want to have a conversation with people. Yeah. I I guess what I would say, and not to single out this destructive behavior, but any destructive behavior, the strategy for me would be make your view known, leave it at that. And if the destructive behavior is so destructive that it has negative effects on your life, leave it, leave it. 
Right. Um, other than that, just try, if it doesn't have negative effects on your life, try to be the best friend that you can. But if it has, if it is harming you, uh, then, then step out and find something better and yeah. uh, all, all the best, man. Oh, I read that one. Um, yes. Yeah. Long Don John says, if YouTube changed its policy, so all First Amendment protected speech is permitted, what things, if any, would you still not, oh, would you not show or say on the stream? Oh, none of the pedo stuff, like no Desmond stuff. Ah. Yeah. You know, in retrospect, I'm really glad I never played that Desmond thing. I came dangerously close to doing that, and it would have been a huge mistake. And yeah, actually, there was something dirty about that. We talked about it. Before. It was my wife who told me that I shouldn't do it. Yeah. And I, I had, I needed a reality check on that. And if, to remind people what, um, what that was, of course, through cameo, which is the website where you can pay celebrities who are on it to give you a shout out. That's how we got Ray, Rose McGowan's shout out. Yep. And when I say we audience members solicited those, I didn't go out and solicit those, but for Rachel Dolezal to say, uh, shout out to blonde for keeping Matt woke or whatever she said. That's funny. Someone went out. Rachel Dolezal's nudes are out there, by the way. That's other breaking news. Her only mm-hmm. fans has been distributed. So those were circulating Twitter. Uh, they're out there anyway. So, uh, so cameo, you can get these shout outs from celebrities and certain members of the audience would pay for that. And they'd be funny. It's like how Rachel Dolezal also congratulated 13% of our company for doing 50% of the work. <laughs> that was yeah. part of it too. Hey, she looks pretty good. Uh, you know, actually, I, I did. Curiosity got the best of me. I saw them. I won't deny it. This is way better than I expected. It's actually, it's we're not talking Leslie Jones level awful. I like Rachel Dolezal. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> um, anyway, so someone paid Desmond, the 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 child, uh, dra- the drag kid who we had seen through various news episodes on the stream. Someone paid him to do a shout out to the show. And I can't remember exactly what was said, but it was, it was a, what the listener, and I'm not taking a shot at the listener. All right. Uh, I understand the comedy angle he was going for. The real person who's, who should be blamed in this situation is the mother of Desmond, who is perpetuating all of this. But the joke that this listener got Desmond to read was something about how, I'm going to have it, it, it was a veiled joke about killing his mom one day, Ooh. which, of course, was you know a reference to a lot of the things that have been said on the show about parents who don't protect their children from this sort of abuse. And I when I got that, I, I mean, I realized how. I, I understood how scandalous that material really is. And I, my initial reaction was that I would play it as some kind of like surprise cringe bit, but my wife told me not to. And I'm glad that she did because I needed to be reminded. He's a child. He's a, yeah, he, he is a kid who's being put on display and exploited in this way by his mom. And, and I shouldn't be a participant. It's one thing to comment on the exploitation that's already out there. It's another Mm -hmm. thing to participate in the exploitation. And admittedly, um, I, had I not had the reality check from my wife there, I, I probably would have done that. And I think it would have been a mistake. So I'm glad that she didn't. Um, and I think that that's a good line not to cross. Um, I don't know. Uh, are there any other things I would, I wouldn't talk about 
that are first amendment protected i i, I don't i don't necessarily that's the thing though like that desmond stuff is right up on the line of first amendment protection what are we talking about here matters of opinion or the actual right. exploitation of a child yeah uh yeah yeah I mean, as far as matters i, I, of I don't op- sorry, go, ahead. go ahead as far as matters of opinion are concerned i mean okay well i guess he said that um if susan wasn't an issue but there are things that you can talk about that destroy your reputation hmm. they happen to align with some things that susan doesn't allow on the planet <laughs> there's probably a pretty close correlation yeah no i don't uh yeah, I, I don't think that there uh, I, I guess the are there things that I would say like disallow on this stream like this call in stream in particular? Not really. Mm-mm. There are it's not like um it, it's not like I there are things that I'm dying to say necessarily that YouTube holds me back from with the possible exception of two things. I would say um a lot of election stuff. Not that I'm a big believer in like it definitively was stolen and I can show you how I just think right. the oddities that exist are worthy of discussion. And I'd like to be a little more free on that front. And then all the Corona stuff, mm-hmm. clearly we've dealt with a gigantic fraud. And if right. we were totally free to talk about that from the start, I think that would have been really important. Um, but yeah, that's about it. I would say. Agreed. So am I up next or no you're yes. up aren't you oh salty ointment do you worry your daughter or son or kids will resent being born into a shithole world <laughs> I'm about to start a family in the next year and I worry they'll see the world as I see it or will church positive community be enough to keep them sane do you plan to hide the pause shit from your kids what will you say when they start asking questions I don't know my my um my thing with my daughter is that I just I just treat her like a like a tiny adult with obvious limitations you know um, and that's what I'm going to continue to do. Like you, you can't hide your child from all the paused shit. I've seen two trannies in North Idaho this week. Like this is coming for the kids and she's about to start asking questions real soon, real soon. So no, like you, you can't, you can't shelter your children from this. I've seen this happen in the, in these, um, really conservative Catholic communities where like you shelter your kids too much and then they end up like rumspringa overcorrecting. And so you really have to do, have to allow some exposure of cultural degeneracy into the life of your child or you cannot prepare them for the world they're entering into. Yeah. I I have to go back and read the question here because I think I misread it or misunderstood it a little bit. Resent being born into a shithole world. Originally I was thinking would, would they resent being born period because the world is so shitty and i think now that i'm rereading it it's more resent that potentially we as parents didn't do enough to fight against the shittiness yeah and i could certainly see that um but i i, I don't mean to belittle the problems that we face currently because they are significant uh, and and i think about them daily especially in my role as a parent because i worry about exactly what what you're writing about here but i will also say that at no point in time have have there been no serious or even catastrophic risks to kids or the next generation? Um, we might talk about the sexual degeneracy or other, other problems that exist today, but maybe in a past time there was war, maybe in a past time there was disease. 
Maybe in a past time there were all sort. There was a saber toothed tiger coming to kill you, or something like that. The world is full of risk. Um, it's inherent to it, and and fundamentally, it's just our job as as parents to protect our kid. It, it to protect our kids as best we can. But to the point that you're making, protection does mean a, ex, appropriate exposure. If you understand what I'm saying, like mm-hmm. I, I don't want my son to walk out into the world at, when he's 18 and he leaves my house and be shocked by a whole host of things that I never bothered to tell him about i've, I've right. failed if i if, if that if that happens to him fundamentally my job is to make sure that he can walk out there and navigate the world well himself and yeah. that means understanding doesn't mean engaging in doesn't mean showing him these things and, th- and saying it's cool but it means showing him in a way that he understands the dangers that exist yeah or like them. why this will manifest in uh dysfunction of your own life yeah if you if you allow it to enter your life I think as long as it's there's, I think as long as you do not build a shithole home, there will not be resentment. Focus as much as you can on not build, on not having a shithole home. the The shithole world is at some level kind of a given. Unfortunately, yeah. there are varying degrees of it, but you, but we will never not have a shithole world in one form or another. Yeah, yeah. Jared Kushner's puppet. Who's that? President Trump, or maybe yeah. that's what, that's what the the question is. I suppose oh, yeah, Any, totally. anyone concerned that Trump will just hire horrible people again. I like Trump when he doesn't hire awful people like Jared. He sucks. He's trash. He's trash talking DeSantis on the Martha's Vineyard thing. Cannot wait to be scammed out of a proper Trump presidency because he goes to hire Jared and Ivanka again. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Ivanka either because of her uh, wage gap discussions and other nonsense yeah. like that. Well, that's the thing about Trump. Um, I think that, Wait, He's, what is he saying about the Martha Vineyard? Martha oh, Vineyard. Jared went on Fox and talked about how something like... Oh, the, Jared. Okay. I Jared Kushner went on Fox and talked about how... Uh, I'll probably butcher it. But he, it was something like Ron DeSantis was mean because we have to remember that these illegal immigrants are people and this was mishandling of human beings or something like that. As like though he the, gives a shit. Like th- what his family did to those, uh, to the people in the uh, his ghetto apartment complexes was like downright terrible. Yeah, his family doesn't the, care about stuff like that. Well, I, I don't know what his motivations are or whether he's considers himself serious on that or not. But, um, but yeah, and Trump, like uh, I, I don't think Trump is a great articulator of principle or even an under understander, for lack of a better word, a man who has a deep understanding of of principle and philosophy. I do think he's a man with pretty good instincts. Generally, his instinct, instinctual, instinctive. What's the word? His his instinctive reaction is is more often good than bad. However, he does have a ton of hires that are terrible. I, I will agree with that premise. And he seems to get almost invariably into conflict with the people that he hires, whether they're good or bad. Almost all of them end up on his bad side by the end. Mm -hmm. That's a problem too, because even if you do have great people, I mean, I don't know if Trump offered, I know this is a preposterous hypothetical, but let's say Trump calls me up and says, I want to, I want to make you czar of podcasting. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, I would, I would think twice about working, not just for Trump, but for a person like that, who I know, there's a long line of people who almost all of them have worked for him and then he hates them. Yeah. Why? Yeah. That's a problem. So 
Yeah, I don't know. Uh, As I've said many times, my desire for another Trump term is a purely emotional need to see the end of the story. There's no rational. Which I understand. Yeah. That's all I got for you. Do you have any more thoughts on that? No, I mean, his his one of his biggest failings is that he hires the wrong people. And I, I wonder, does he hire the wrong people or does he make them the wrong people or both? I suppose it could be. I think he hires the wrong people. I'm trying to think of uh, like someone, a really great. I think Kaylee McEnany was very good at her job. The she press was. secretary. But yeah. I'm trying to think of other examples of excellent hires that he had. And I'm coming up blank. It's hard for I'm sure I'm probably missing somebody. There's not a lot. Of, there aren't a lot that I was a big fan of. And don't forget, he keeps bad people in power. Anthony Fauci is still the head of uh, the NIAID or whatever his agency yeah. title is. Trump could have gotten rid of him immediately and did not. And he didn't. Yep. Tafson says, um, am I up or are you up? I forgot. I think it's me. Um, for Matt, did the ends ever, ever justify the means? Suppose a soldier under his superior officer was ordered to commit some kind of act of immorality, murder, looting, rape, etc. cetera. Uh, would the ends, that being not committing the immorality, justify the means, hmm. that being the crime of insubordination? Wouldn't it be the other way around? Or would it be correct to follow the lawful means and obey the superior officer even if it comes to immorality? You know the what he's going to say. I hope you have a pleasant evening and God bless you both. This is a is kind of an interesting hypothetical here where I reject the premise. Well, I guess yeah, it's hard for me to to follow the premise to be completely honest here because what are the means and what are the ends? Yeah, I would reverse the means and ends. Not committing the act is that an end or a means? Cuz I would say the way that I'm interpreting your hypothetical where you disobey an order that is a that is a moral means to an end. But I suppose the way this is presented, that's in that's presented as in the I'm not sure I follow, to be honest. Maybe maybe I could ask you for another hypothetical, but I could just stick with the 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 base premise or the base question. Do the ends ever justify the means as in? Right. Can can you ever use or is it ever appropriate to use fundamentally immoral means to achieve what is perceived to be a good or a justified end. Well, here's what I would say about that without getting into the weeds of the specifics or trying to think of some specific hypothetical. To me, that principle, like all principles, is something that is broad scale. It's a general rule. And the reason it's a general rule is it is is because it is to be obeyed more often than not, if not close to always. You may be able to find an isolated situation in which you can bend the rules in what we would call a justified way. But really the point of the principle or the rule is that if you stray too far from that habitually, you will get burned. You will. Yes. I think in this case, you will create a society that is fundamentally immoral where there are no rules and it's just a battle to, to, to get the ends that you want and whatever, whatever behaviors you want to engage in to get the end result you want are fair. Um, I know that I'm not necessarily getting at the, the part of your question that's asking for a specific scenario, but, but that's to me, that's the point of principles and rules is they are broad general things rather than a super specific scenario. Okay. Uh, your turn. Kitchen sink says, Matt, uh, 
Do you do any long range shooting? And if so, what caliber or rifle do you use? I'm just starting to research getting into longer range stuff and specifically understanding scopes, ranging and calculating trajectory. It's hard to get too into it uh, here on the East Coast, but long distance public ranges are uh, few and far between. Uh, I, I would be the wrong guy to ask on that. Actually, I don't have a lot of experience with with stuff beyond. I don't know two to 300 yards, frankly, I just like, I, I don't actually have, uh, I don't have a long range rifle beyond 308. So I wouldn't be able to tell you, you know, here's your fancy rifle setup and here's your specific caliber. Um, and as far as like trying to target shoot and calculate your trajectories across hundreds of yards or potentially a thousand plus, I'm the wrong guy, but it sounds really fun. I'd like to get into it. Part of the reason, uh, I, I, haven't got into it very much is number one. I don't have a lot of great shooting spaces that are that long either. There is public land out here. It can be done, but as far as convenient spots, I don't necessarily have that. And the other, the other complicating factor is just cost. You know, if you want to get a, especially with the optics, you want to get a really nice rifle that can be precision accurate at long range. You're going to pay a lot mm-hmm. for that rifle. And you're going to pay a lot for the optic that sits yeah. on top of it. And you're going to pay a lot for the round that you shoot out of it. So for me, um, you know, do I enjoy shooting? Sure. Do I wish I could do it more? Yeah. I wish I was like anybody. I wish I was better trained than I am. But f- for me, it's, it's generally a, a defense principle as opposed to like a, a hunting skill or anything that's a, a really long range engagement. So I just try to, I just try to be competent and capable from a defense perspective. And, and that's maybe that'll change over time. Maybe I'll get more into like, you know, sport shooting quote unquote. Um, but that's not, that's not me currently. So unfortunately I have to punt, but good luck with your long range shooting. I can't answer either. <laughs> Did I read that? No. Cheesemaker. Hi, Matt and female sidekick. Have you noticed that we haven't seen any riots? I mean, peaceful protests since Biden has been president. What a surprise. Hmm. There seem to always be protests and civil unrest on the news during Trump's four years in office. But when Biden became president, that all went away. Do you think this is on purpose? I think it's intentional. I think the left and the media want people to be scared when Republicans are in power so that when Democrats are in power, people feel safer. What do you I think that is a an excellent uh analysis yeah, i'm trying to think of any counterexample. what was the last major riot that we had january 6th of course yeah but has there been like left-wing riots since then it really hasn't been since the summer of love well pre-biden certain communities are more susceptible to being <laughs> wound up by leftist propaganda okay and so when they turn that off um it really does have uh have effects I think they've uh, focused their attention to mass lootings. We've had a lot of those. We've had a lot yeah. of mass lootings, yeah. but not uh, not the rioting. So I think you're onto something. I, I wouldn't really be able to add much more to that other than to say, per our prior conversation, the idea that these things are purely spontaneous. That's preposterous. I also am skeptical of. So yeah, who's uh, running the show? I think that's a fair question to ask. Casey from Brazil, Indiana. Do you guys ever worry much about both parts? Oh, parts scarcity for automobiles and the incessant efforts being put forth to push electric vehicles. Uh, yes, yeah, I, <laughs> I do worry about that. Yeah, uh, uh, that's pretty much all. I mean, we, it was just going to be uh, 
especially where I live, it's going to be very difficult to uh, to deal with not not having vehicles. Like I, I'm envisioning like a Mad Max future where all of our cars are like parts that we've stolen and gotten at uh, dumping grounds and things. And yeah, things for the, like for this part of the country, it's not that. You couldn't do it with an electric car. People do. But just a car in general is a practical necessity of life in this part of the country. Yeah. You really, the distances are so great. Even if you live in a city like mine, we're not, in a city of 50,000, we don't have high rises. It's not actually densely populated. It's really spread out. Yeah. And so if I had to go downtown, I, there's kind of some bus stuff and all that, but yeah, I mean, generally speaking, to live in Montana, Idaho, a lot of these bigger Western states, you need to have a car. And uh, just like we were saying before, I, oh, man, supply chain disruptions and uh, all sorts of other things. It's just a really rough time. It's been going on for a while now. At some point, I have to start to believe that all of these things are interrelated and they they want to push us a particular direction. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I definitely worry. I worry about uh, the supply all of the all sorts of uh, vital goods that we're a little bit short on and might get shorter on halo with uh horns are uh, you up right no yeah i read the last oh one. yeah yeah sorry um i've been wondering about the connection between 18 year old kaylor ellingson's mother and shannon brant what if brant asked the mother out and he was rejected and unable to handle it is this a thing this is the North Dakota case, yeah. Uh, the the pedestrian, yeah, ran. ran down the Republican extremist team. What is his name? Shannon Brandt. Yeah. And, well, we haven't heard anything from the mom yet, have we? I've not mm-hmm. seen anything from the mom. We know that the mom had a phone conversation with her son before he was hit by the car, but I've not heard the mom say anything. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I, mean, I don't it's, know. It's possible, but I don't have any reason to I'm not believe seeing that any updates at this on point. This. Yeah. Yeah, no updates on this, which is weird in and of itself. Chris M says, uh, I had assumed that the push for vaccines and mandates was about implementing the passport and taking back to the exciting world of movement papers. At this point, how much do you think it is just eliminating the control group to avoid future lawsuits? Well, I would have bought into that theory and I guess I still kind of do, but a lot of this stuff's going away now too. You see October 1st, you don't even need to prove vaccination to get into Canada anymore. So (laughs) yeah, which I know you will bait (laughs) anyway. Um, yeah. And, and so like all that trucker stuff, uh, all that, all that, uh, it was all pointless, I guess, but pointless. The, the, the it thing wasn't is, though. It was, it was, uh, we needed it. We needed it for morale in both countries. Ah, yeah. Well, I just mean the, the trucker mandate that they were trying to impose. Oh, I thought you that. meant the trucker. Um, no, I, I don't think the, the resistance, uh, the protest was, was pointless at all. It's just the, the, the mandates, right? Yeah. And, but it seems like everything's loosening up. It seems like the mandates and stuff are going away. And last I saw, it's still about 30% of American adults, at least, that never got a single shot. Right. So if they're satisfied, I mean, a third is a plenty large control group. Yeah. And if that was their thinking, that we can't have a control group, uh, they would have rounded us up and put us on trains by now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they haven't done that. So I don't know. I don't think that that theory is way off because they certainly tried. They tried to do everything they could to to get us into line. But they appear to be quitting now. seems like the vaccine stuff is just going to kind of go away. Mm-hmm. Now the CDC is saying you don't even have to wear a mask in healthcare settings. 
Ugh. So. God, the last few years, it's just every time I went in there. Yeah. Thank God I didn't have to deliver my baby with a mask on. They didn't make they didn't make my wife do that either. But uh, I would have I would have been. I don't know. I guess I don't know what I would have done. I, we're not doing that, though. You're going to have to kick us out. You're going to have to boot out the woman in labor because she won't wear a mask. And then you're going to have to see a news article about that. Yep. Uh, Chris to the J's up next. Do you think the U.S. could have benefited from merely from a merely symbolic ceremonial monarch system established at its founding? Following the death of Queen Elizabeth and the large respect unity shown by the regular normies, I recalled the call to have Washington be king after the revolution. Should he have taken up the offer if it was established that it had no ruling power but a social responsibility to be a common link to all Americans? Hmm. Um, hmm. I don't know. I mean, my my instinct is to say no because I think it's a bad idea to have um cultural leaders without any political power but how is that any different than what we have now do any of our politicians legitimately have power to affect change in a a meaningful way Well, first of all we already have a unity king his name is joe biden so (laughs) that's true that's already been achieved now i take your point though i think even if we don't have these people of symbolic regal value uh, or regal status technically we do have that in the form of a lot of celebrities. We have that in the form of all sorts of people. We place in very high regard culturally, whether they've earned it or not. And that, that does have value. I say that as someone who wants nothing to do with, you know, the, the British crown, uh, but really any crown. But I, I do understand the value in having something that we all unite around even if it's for unity's sake, like Joe Biden would say, but that's that there is benefit in something that we all kind of admire and in an ideal that we all sort of look up to, or that we all agree is a generally good thing. We're sorely lacking that. I'm not saying that having Mm -hmm. some King is going to fix that, but to have cultural figures who genuinely it's like I cringe when I say the word unity because it's been so poisoned, but cultural figures who understand that the value of keeping us together, despite our differences is very high and won't try to jab their political enemies at every step. That is valuable. And I, I I wish we, I wish we had that when I, when I reminisce about the old days of, you know, uh, of sports or things like that. That's when we had things that we all agreed on those water cooler topics. You see the game over the weekend. Oh, Hey, did you see the new movie? Yeah. We don't have to agree on yeah. every political issue to bond and have a fun time, but now you do. And we're, I don't know if we need a queen or a King to do that, but something, somebody who is in a, a position, nice, maybe something of cultural prominence that values that togetherness more than they value their own, um, their own political preferences. We, we really don't have that. Um, maybe, maybe Washington should have been king. I don't, I don't know. I could, probably not, but maybe we should just have, maybe we should just have a culture of, of people who are willing to set aside, really willing to get along despite differences to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. Just set aside your own personal predispositions for a second and just get along with someone who disagrees with you. If we could just get back to that, I think we'd repair a lot of the damage, but I'm not optimistic. They would rather enslave you or kill you than uh, allow you to live the life that you choose in many cases. 
Okay, thank you for the email questions, guys. Uh, again, contact page of the website if you'd like to send one in, com slash contact. Look for the call-in show question form. We'll catch up with our chats, and we'll call it a night. Uh, let's see. I think we're set on Tibby Stream, but let me double check. Uh, we have a couple over on Tippy Stream. <laughs> Beyond the Grave, Coolio. He says, I have information that will lead to the arrest of Hillary Clinton. I have emailed it to you guys for safekeeping. Well, Very we, good. we all knew that uh, that that particular joke was coming. Thank you, Coolio. And I hope you're having a good time on the other side. And lastly, on Tippy Stream, we have Long Dong John who says, I'm thinking not just in terms of things you won't say on basic morality standards, but would still not do things like uh, drop 2020 election and holy Pfizer vaccine, truth bombs, casual N word use, JQ talk show graphic violence. Well, oh, I, sh- I thought about casual. I forgot about casual N word drop it. <laughs> there, would, there would be more N words, certainly more N words. Um, I don't know. I might go there. <laughs> we, well, we have to, we have to, yeah, the the Overton window has to be widened. I will meet you there. Um, I did the violence point though. I will say there are, I, I, I don't ever want to show violence just for shock's sake. I suppose like, I don't want to tune in and be like, Ooh, it's the cartel violence hour. Let's watch a guy get absolutely dissected. But there are a lot of instances where there's violence that may be mildly graphic, but is still newsworthy. Like the mm-hmm. ax man that nobody even got axed that I have to spend like an hour trying to edit in some fancy way so that Susan won't take it down. Yeah. That's annoying. Or the Dindu Hindu. I had to edit him up too. That's true. Uh, Oh yeah. That was a bummer. That wasn't even that bad. That's true. That uh, the the guy who was, it was a Sikh actually threatening a Hindu man. And Susan wouldn't let me show that. You're you're right on that long dong, uh, that (laughs) Mr. Long dong, John, that I, uh, That I, I certainly would show more in terms of newsworthy video or images than I'm currently allowed to. Um, mm-hmm. Not for the sake of shock, but just for the sake of being complete with the story. And we're not allowed to do that in many ways. Uh, are you good? Yeah. Sam Spiel says, we have a right to own a gun, but if you actually defend yourself in most states, the system will do everything to destroy you. Our rulers are evil. That is true. Yeah, it's it really defeats the purpose. Uh, uh, Logan, Matt, did you see the Cars TV show clip where Mater turns into a race car? Very interesting parallels to the trans movement. Uh, no, this is news to me. Every time I see race car, I just assume people are talking about the race war and I'm saying something. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is actually about Cars TV, though. No, I didn't see it. Irreverent bastards. What punishment is warranted for those who inflict perverse texts on children? Fines, jail time, death row, crucifixion, dismemberment, what? Hmm. We're um, talking like the book <laughs> example earlier. It's warranted for those who, who inflict perverse texts on children. Yeah. Um, like a public indoctrination like the books. Is that, I assume that's what he's saying. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I suppose we have to be when we say this, we mean like people who, who target children who are not theirs for the purpose of sexual indoctrination or something like that. Well, you know, you've always hear about Hitler's book burnings, but Mm. I've recently discovered that he was burning. 
Well, he was burning <laughs> a bunch of books about sexual degeneracy and things like that. Based. That's so based. <laughs> um, I mean, we we need to go further than that. I, I that? certainly we need to go further than well, him. No, to be clear, <laughs> yeah. To be clear, I'm certainly not saying I don't. I don't want to. Uh, burn material like that that people can voluntarily consume themselves that said is there are there moral implications to the targeting of other people's kids uh potentially against the wishes of the parents to try to indoctrinate them i mean sexually is even worse but there are problems with that even just ideologically if you if you're doing it without the consent of the parents yeah um I don't know. First offense. First, uh, let's see. Out of this list, I'm going with crucifixion. That seems like a, that's a striking a balance on that one. Ooh. So no, I can't say we need to go further than Hitler, <laughs> but you can say we should crucify these people. No. Okay. Seriously. Um, if, if, if like what if there was a such crime as intentionally targeting people's kids for sexual indoctrination against the wishes of the parent, which is the specific scenario that we're talking about here. Uh, that uh, I guess I'd be surprised to uh, my initial reaction is I'd be surprised to learn there aren't sort of criminal elements of that already but clearly there probably aren't because there's a lot of that already going on with the caveat that in many cases these parents actually consent to it like you take your kid to a child friendly or family friendly drag show should that be a crime even though the parents have actually consented to it yes clearly well, it gets it gets really difficult. Obviously, like parental consent is is a very high moral value in this scenario. However, parental consent is not the only moral value. Parents can consent to all sorts of abuses, which we would say are criminal. Is this one of them? This is a really interesting debate. Of course it is. Um, I just saw in the live chat, somebody said, I'm I'm sick of free speech absolutism. That's what led has led us to the sick society. And I could not agree more. Hyper individualism well, and free speech absolutism. Okay, but but who is going to be the arbiter of what the appropriate speech is? That's the problem. yeah, but that's not an argument for for free speech absolute. I mean, there there clearly has to be some sort of delegated moral line upon which we can't transgress. I mean, we define these things. That's like saying, um, you know, how should we institute any laws? Who's going to be the arbiter of the laws? Like we we have to make these distinctions moral distinctions in our well, society at one point or, or here, here's the problem I, I don't think that's the exact same thing because some in this case we have the the people coming together to make those laws the, that's the are we going to say that popular vote decides what acceptable speech is or not or how are we Ooh. we do have an arbiter in that case it's just what's right. the arbiter um yeah i mean i can't answer that question the logistics questions i'm not very good. And, and that's the problem is i i of course i grant that that a, a free speech absolutism is going to allow the proliferation of terrible ideas and terrible thoughts. Uh, but the competition of those thoughts is the only, the best past pathway to the truth that we have outside of say divine intervention. Now, if the absolute truth could simply be delivered to us by God himself, uh, who am I to argue with that? If that was well, possible, that's the problem. If we return to a religious society, we wouldn't have to answer all these questions. God pretty much laid it out, you know. I, I I could agree with that premise, but we're still going to have our humanly debates about them, you know? And those have to be settled somehow. Yeah, I mean, he must be so mad. He's like, I told you what to do. Like, Yeah. Oh, now, but 835. We yeah, sorry. I, I hate to leave this one hanging. The other thing here is I don't want to give the impression that 
targeting children for sexual indoctrination is is the same sort of free speech or free speech absolutism as say all of us debating about this here when you're when you're going around a parent's protection of his child to try to indoctrinate him in any way there are moral implications to that beyond the speech and i think of that's course. what i'm that's what right, i'm trying right. to get at not just that's the speech content um chris signs money for stuff and things thank you and confident well, hands you. can't wait to ironically ask where's brandon is brandon here i thought he was going to be here saggy can call out dems now because she knows she's missed uh, that's true yeah Let's go, Brandon. Uh, Daniel Yeager. Um, Peter Thiel has an interesting take on metropolitan degeneracy. He says it's a real estate racket. Homelessness drive up the prices in nicer areas. Homelessness drives up the prices. Drives up. Real estate really? racket. Homelessness. Oh, drives up the price in nicer areas. Homelessness in a particular area makes the real estate more expensive where the homeless ain't. It, it, where the homeless are. Yeah. yeah. Well, what about Seattle? I mean, the, the most expensive real estate is those places that are occupied by the homeless yeah well that's not true they kind of stay out of queen anne and magnolia hmm. well maybe i'll have to listen to what he said about it that's uh mm-hmm. maybe he's onto something maybe this is a big hobo op to try to devalue certain properties and increase the value of others um, i could believe we it we are good okay yeah we're all set let me give a quick uh, tippy stream refresh and I think we're all set there as well. Yeah, we are. Okay. Well, uh, as always, thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight. Very much appreciated. And uh, thanks for uh, all the challenging calls and questions and chats. There's a lot of stuff to think about that I feel like I didn't even get to have enough time to think through thoroughly. So appreciate that. Uh, of course, if you would like uh, more to listen to, you can check out uh, the audio platforms of the show. If you missed any part of this show, it goes up on there as soon as we're done live. Uh, we will be back on Sunday to talk about whatever happens between now and then. And I'm sure whatever else happens in where's Jackie gate for Joe Biden. Maybe he'll find her by then. Who knows? Yep. We're going to